0: 11 o'clock comics episode 107 <laughs>
1: up guys i'm kind of
2: kind of a little just relaxed chill beautiful weather here
1: you know? oh no we I can't
2: ready for this
3: week dude me we too we just we created some bad karma this this last episode
2: <laughs> we got to wash clean, really? like wow. a dude like massive guilt clean it out
0: wow, you know, I like I, that's done i'm
2: only talking about i'm only talking about smoothie elitist shit i ain't talking about one fucking paper this entire week well karma to
3: uh, started. <laughs> Who started the uh, the elitist thread? Cause that uh, That, would be, that oh, would, yeah. would be Julian. It was yeah, that was yeah. that was great. Julian, it, it, maybe even unintentionally, uh, he flipped the script on on a, on a rather uh, exhausting uh, weekly thread. And, uh, I, and
2: I, I I bowed it, out after about six pages. <laughs> I didn't have time for yeah. that yeah.
1: I I don't
0: like the word. I don't use it, and whenever I see it or hear it, it automatically automatically translates to asshole for me. <laughs> if someone says I'm an elitist, they might as well just say I'm an asshole. I, I don't like the word. Oh, yeah, whatever. Man. Who, care, who cares what I think anyway? Yeah.
4: I know. Lots of people.
0: No, no. Oh, oh and I, I do have to ah. thank thank my good friend Never Wanderer for retweeting my plea to follow me on Twitter, and I got a bunch of, of, of followers. Yeah,
2: look at you back yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that there would, there wouldn't there be because time. I was telling people to. <laughs>
0: You are so easy, man. You're so easy. I should get a dollar bill tied to a piece of fishing line when Chris is around. (laughs) I would would, would uh, jump on
2: it. I would jump on it. I know.
0: Oh, hey, everybody. Look at this shit. It's 11 o'clock comics and I am Vince B. Con mucho gusto. Because I am raring to go on this, on this uh, 5th of May, Cinco de Mayo.
2: No more C-dos, CDOs, talk. It's all about well, the Cinco de
0: Mayo. We got CDOs, C-dos. Hola, like cómo
1: estás?
0: Uh, you know, Chris. Every time people don't know this, but here's a little uh, peer behind the uh, eleven o'clock curtain. Every time I connect with Chris on Skype, that he said that's exactly what he says. Hola, cómo estás? Oh. Every time. Every time. That's
2: because he lives in the barrio. Oh yeah. <sighs> got <gotta, laughs> <comes laughs> to, got to, Got to fit in with the peeps right. <laughs> banging <laughs> on the <laughs> door. It's either that or go back in the alley and pee on someone's house.
3: Oh, nice! Speaking of that, Chris, I uh I took the boys to uh to the to a mall near us this weekend because it's uh you know the 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 perfunctory uh Mother's Day shopping, and it's also my uh-huh. wife's birthday this week. And I had while they were having hot pretzels, I had some milotes.
0: Oh, oh
2: really? Really? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that stuff right. with the mayonnaise in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah the oh. corn mayonnaise, chili, yeah. chili powder. Yeah, I got the butter. spicy version. It was cool. Nice,
0: good yeah. for you. Good for you. Yeah. I got a I would have cool
3: never st- ordered that if I hadn't visited Chris in his uh
2: his woods. Well,
3: <laughs> we know
0: who to blame now. Uh, I got a cool and- story, but let's keep this table going because this is the okay. intro. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. I'm 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 Chris Neesman. I live in the barrio,
4: but it's good. We have good tacos. Well, nice. I'm David Price. I got nothing to add.
0: Yeah, you do. You are always- the Am I the,
4: Am I the
3: prettiest? Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Who am I? Who am I?
4: I can't hear you. Show Nurse the Shogun of Harlem.
0: Oh my goodness, that was cinematic. I think he's gonna be tired
4: for the rest of the episode.
0: You are not all that stuff. You, <laughs> you are Jason Wood, everybody.
4: Oh, when uh,
3: when someone in that thread today mentioned show enough I was losing my shit I think it was Bill actually but uh it was fucking Gray or Farrell but uh, I love that movie man I remember seeing The Last Dragon in the theater I begged my dad to take me to see that and that's one of those movies like where I look back on it like at the time when it came out and I watched it I never once thought for a second that my dad might not have loved it as much as I did but now I'm thinking back on it and I'm thinking like I wonder if he absolutely hated every minute of that film and just was there to please me
0: <laughs> that's what it's all about pleasing the dads are for. that's right that's right and you know they,
2: what yeah, else? You, well, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I stepped on you. Go for it's it. It's
0: okay. You can step on me anytime. No, no, no. Uh, you know who doesn't step on you? DCBService.com. Oh, you're <laughs> right. They, they, you're <laughs> right. they, they elevate you. They, DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service, fine sponsor of this show, has saved me so much money. This order this month, I forget what the number of previews is. I was contemplating cutting a whole bunch of stuff before I did my order because I, there's so many good books coming oh, out. Oh, it's ridiculous, dude. And you, and you know what? Most of the things that I wanted were 50% off, so I didn't have to yeah. cut all that much. Yeah, well,
3: thank goodness for you because I'm in a Grant, lot of trouble.
0: Grant Morrison's 18 Days, 50% off at com. Um, what else? Uh, the IDW relaunch of the famous Monsters of Filmland. Twelve ninety eight cover price, half price at DCBService.com. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Fractured
3: 50- Fables, 50% off.
0: I was just going to say uh, that, right? That's... New yep. anthology from Image. Uh, Artifact
3: 75% off.
0: Oh, I know. And that's the thing. See, we were talking off, off mic last week and I said, I have no idea what is going through the people, uh, the minds of the people at TopCow to not only do a 13 part crossover, no, uh, 13 part mini series, but to price it at 3 I said, I'm out. That's it. I'm just going to get you, it uh, traded.
3: You somewhat uh, inspired the thread that I got going this week on that. The idea of, uh, of overextending your line.
0: Right. And it's true, but I cannot resist a signed first uh printing of the first issue by all the creators and the damn thing is seventy five percent off.
3: Yeah, it I'm getting it. Uh, Marvel Man classic
2: premier hardcover, fifty percent off. I know. Uh really? oh man, I need to I may have to tweak my order.
0: The thin in, black yeah.
4: line for only like eleven bucks and change.
0: Uh,
3: you're the only one that's gonna order that, by the way. The... You think
4: so? You think I'm ordering that? <laughs> you think I want
3: anything with Fiscal I almost on it? lost I my shit it. though when you went in there and said that you were thinking about reading it, and I was like, really?
4: Uh... Now here's
3: one that's 50 percent off that even I'm not buying, and that's I love Omniboo, but Squadron Supreme Omniboo
4: for on, real? All really? oh, babies, everything Ooh. that's in there?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's for, that,
4: for that, real. That, but that, that,
2: I,
0: that, no, you, Jason, you, got, you got, issue, got to, be, so you got to be, you
2: got to be shitting that's, me. i oh yeah I've I'm like, See, i got
3: all the issues you don't it, the thing is is my, my litmus test for an Omnibu is could I get the issues in a high quality that I like to have if I don't already have them for the same price like Tomb of Dracula like you can't get the like it would cost right. you I mean yeah you get reader copies but if you get them in, like it would cost you a couple hundred bucks right so yeah. I want to get these Tomb Dracula Dracula Jason
4: Aaron's Ghost Rider well, I got
3: that because I didn't read Ghost Riders was coming out. Uh, that's that's a little different. But oh. the Squadron <laughs> Supreme, dude, I got all the issues, and you could get them right now in very fine for way less than seventy five dollars.
4: Yeah, you know, not maybe, not oversized. Yeah, you maybe
2: know, you couldn't <laughs> get them for thirty seven fifty. So I'll give
4: you that, which is the figure <laughs> oh,
2: oh, I, uh, I got my uh, I got my two Dracula omnibus, omnibus volume two for for ten dollars. It is omnibus. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad
0: I'm glad you got in on that. But you know what my litmus test is for an omnibus. Uh, those who don't call it omniboo. <laughs> 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 <The laughs> omniboo, so but know. but anyway, eleven o'clock. Uh, what am I saying? DCBService.com, dot com. Check them out. They have huge discounts on all your favorite funny books and timely and junk. And don't forget about the Summit City Comic Con because, like, that stuff growing up David's back, it's creeping on us. Uh, May, May 22nd of 2010, it's a one-day show. Ten bucks get you in. If you're an artist, your table is free. Gratis. no I think cost.
2: it's going to be a two-day show because there's a bunch of us from Chicago rolling down there on Friday. Nice. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Ooh,
3: and you know what, Vince? We haven't talked about it at all, but we should give it a shout-out because it's this weekend. Um, I'm assuming you're not going either because you and I haven't conversed about it at all, but the, uh, the first Wild Pig convention is this weekend. That's right. Uh, and I know that you and I are frequenters of the Wild Pig sales. For those that don't know Wild Pig, uh, Chris closed the store down. Um but he's doing a semi annual basically the same thing, but he's just doing it for the, every six months he's gonna do the fifty percent off sale, but he's not having the store open. Um and it's this weekend on the fifteenth and sixteenth, uh at the Springfield Holiday Inn, same town that the store was in. You can go to the same website, Wild Big Comics, to find out. But I was all set to go. It's gonna be awesome and, and unlike the usual where this is a sale, he's gonna have I think like forty different creators there. Um wow, so it looks nice. pretty dope. But I can't go, unfortunately, because it's uh it's it's my my little dude's birthday and uh we got a lot of. Family Family in town, but for those that are going, it should be a blast. And I wish I could go; it's going to be great, I'm sure. I assume you're not going either, Vince, because you haven't talked to me about it. So negative,
0: negative. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. What's boys' uh, birthday?
3: What's that? Which boy's birthday? Uh, Jackson turns five.
0: Ah,
2: Nice,
3: happy birthday, Uh, Jackson. Yeah, for sure.
0: So www.dcbservice.com or www.summitcitycomiccon.com. Check them out; they'll be good to you. Oh my God, will they be good to you? Got it. All, All right, right,
2: let's move on to this drink roll call because I got—I I have an extended part for mine. So, um uh, drink, drink oh, roll boy. call. Um, hey, it's not my fault, and you will like this. It, it. it's, it's always your
0: fault. Your fault. Oh, it's not always my your fault. I'm
2: just drinking it. Vince,
0: hi. Yes, water. No, spik- I'm not drinking spik- water. Pepper Max, Max ceasefire. Oh, oh yeah, that's water. right. The green shit. Vodka. We'll just Oh say yeah.
2: We'll just say with vodka. You don't have to agree with this. David, how about you?
4: Uh, from Thera, Merlot from Chile. Ooh. Chile. Nice.
0: It's Chile up nob- here. How come nobody busts his balls when he talks about the grape everywhere? He's got alcohol. Oh. Nice. Plus,
4: Plus, it's He's drinking every drink, goddamn week, man.
0: He, he, well, don't he's he's be crawling up me, buddy. Look at you getting off in my face. Oh. Diggity <laughs>
4: diggity.
3: <laughs> Motherf- All right. Can I just say, before I say what I'm drinking, how happy I am to be recording tonight? Because I, I feel like we're wiping the slate clean. We're starting new. It's nice. It is. Yeah. I, I no, could not wait. Week.
0: Yes, I couldn't it wait. It has been, right? To yeah. do this, and now you guys are killing it for me. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yeah. It's nice. It we you- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> David's mellow. yelling at me. Wood uh, is freaking uh, uh, killing my God promo damn, shit. All right.
3: <laughs>
2: Jason, what are and you now,
3: well, my uh, my my wonderful in-laws uh have arrived in town for a few weeks uh today oh. uh and uh, I'm lucky enough to actually uh, have in-laws that I get along with so that's cool uh but my my father-in-law is a uh a, a scotch drinker and uh, I think the listeners of the show know I'm not generally a bourbon whiskey scotch kind of guy too often, but uh, in honor of his arrival, I bought him a, a new bottle of scotch that we could uh, drink together, so I have a glass of nice. it sitting here, uh, along with a beer that I'm going to drink after I'm done with the scotch, and I'm drinking a uh, Talisker. Uh, it's a 10-year-old uh, scotch, Talisker 10, so uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not really a huge scotch man, so I can't say that, it, I mean, I probably drink it maybe three, four times a year, usually, when my father-in-law's around, so, but uh, it's smooth, it's uh, a little smoky, and um, it's got a little bite. I like it's good, you know i don't I got no complaints about it. I don't know if you're right. familiar with it I mean you know it's supposedly a pretty good bottle i mean it it certainly was uh wasn't cheap, but you know see. <laughs>
1: That Actually, I had someone
2: come up to me at uh, at Cidocidos and say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try some different scotches. I have got some stuff that's not too peaty that I think you'll like. So I'm gonna reopen my opinion of scotch right. and maybe try some." So, by the yeah. way, the one thing that's funny about Cidosidos is that we keep saying
3: it, but it really wouldn't be Cidosidos, But I just think it's hilarious that we've made it. <laughs> right? It would be Cidocidos, but you know, we say Cidosidos, It seems yeah. funny. I don't know. I think Cito <laughs> I is funny.
2: Little... Yeah. Like I'm the boo, it's, it's, exactly. Well Boo. Yeah. It's the, that's the convention in Spanglish.
3: Right. Well, David's my boo.
2: and Reed uh, <laughs> oh, the There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. back slapping.
2: I had I had um, a really <laughs> awesome beer set aside that uh, that I'm actually going to talk about maybe a little bit later in the show because it'll be the second thing I drink, and I was really excited about it. And then my my best laid plan was thwarted. By Carlo um, Esquita because uh, okay. yesterday I received a package on my front porch, and uh, I brought it upstairs, and uh, and it was a, a pretty good sized box, which always scares me when someone sends me a box and I don't know exactly who they are. You know, it's like what's in the box. Um, but I open what's it up. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, in, in this box was a six pack of Hopolicious from Ooh. the Ale Asylum, and and, uh, and, and include, enclosed in the in said box was uh, not the uh, the head of my wife, but was a letter. That reads as follows. Uh, Mr. Neisman, I heard you on EOC recently extolling the virtues of hoppy beers, so I thought it would be fun to introduce you to one of my favorite local microbrews here in Madison, Wisconsin. Hopalicious from Ale Asylum. For all I know, you've had this before, but what the hell? It was fun playing with the bubble wrap, and this thing was wrapped to, to the nth degree. If you like it, ex- I expect a shout-out uh, for my city in an upcoming drink roll call. So here you go. Oh, Here's shit. your shout-out. If you hate it, or you give it a meh, I don't want to hear a word about it. So you're hearing about it, so obviously I liked it. Uh, be sure to get it uh, good and ice freezing cold before you drink it. You like bourbon, and I certainly love my bourbons as well. I'm on a Rowan's Creek Jag lately, and Rowan's Creek is a very good bourbon. Uh, but the most recent revelation is the sipping rum. Um, so he's going on about some, some rums here and, and, uh, good cigars. Uh, he says, but I digress. And yes, he did. Um, oh, and I'm actually not an alcoholic. And that's true because alcoholics don't go to meetings. Or uh, alcoholics do go to meetings. Drunks don't. Um, I've enjoyed AC over the last couple of years since I got turned onto it via random iTunes store stuff. And EOC is a fun listen too. I've pretty much given up on reading comics. In fact, I've been in the gradual process of liquidating my collection. Via eBay, sniff, uh, until I started looking into some of the recommendations I've heard on the podcast. Uh, geeking out at Comic Con 08 was a good jump start as well. And it turns out my local library gets trades to loan out. I'm making my way through a stack of fables right now, and as that Vince B. fellow would say, it's awesome. Oh, no! Interestingly, one of the attorneys where I work is a huge comic f- comics fan. He um, regaled me with Tales of C2E2 or C-Dos-E-Dos. Uh, next year, I swear I'll be there. Congrats on a good run on AC and look forward to uh, the ongoing uh, commiserations on EOC for a long time to come. Keep on with the cranky shtick. It works. Um, Carlo. A, I will never say
0: Madison. that word again. Never. What? That works. Awesome. What? Yeah, word? Never. Never saying yeah. it again. Oh, awesome. so, so I, right. would, I
2: would really like to thank uh, Carlos for sending me the six pack of Hopalicious. It is awesome. Ooh. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah, then your travels.
0: Oh, Aww, nice, David. That was good. It took me a second See, to realize what you're doing. The I that's the best.
3: One. kind of snarky comments in under the breath, so yeah. we really
2: hear it on playback. He he, let hey, it fire. Hey, it's a very very nice thing. I thought it was a very nice letter. So
3: sorry, yeah,
0: it was. You don't have to be oh. sorry because I have a couple letters myself.
2: Cool. Well, before you do that,
3: though, before we jump into that, I just want to give a quick shout-out to – we had Steve Bryant on a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. And, and uh, Steve, aside from being a buddy and having him on to talk about uh, comics, he also talked about his Kickstarter program for Athena Voltaire. And since then, his goal was, for those that uh, don't remember the episode or, or haven't listened, uh, his goal was to raise $7,000 in order to – Put out the next uh, round of Athena Voltaire, and uh, it's really pretty much like a patronage type of thing. And he's offering all kinds of various and sundry goodies that go with it. Um, well, as of right now, I haven't checked today, but as I as I understand from yesterday, he not only is at the seven thousand dollar mark, but he is now over eight thousand dollars pledged. So nice. Um, Thanks to everybody, to you know, that did pledge. Uh, as a fan of Athena, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm really psyched that he met his goal, and that we're going to get more Athena. So, uh, so just wanted to say congrats to him, and to uh, to thank everybody that may have, you know, heard the show and uh, and pledged after the fact. So,
0: yep, you're good people. Absolutely. I want to start uh, before I read the letters. I got a quick comic related trivia question for you. For who? All of you. okay. Jason, you'll probably get it. Because you have right. you have you have little ones. What is Ben Tennyson's middle name? Now consider uh, the consider the guys that created Ben Ten.
3: Oh, you know, dude, it's funny you say. I do know the answer, and it's funny because I told the boys this. This weekend, why the middle name was what it was?
0: Oh, yeah, and I told Vinny too, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever." Because uh,
3: he, I think it, it, we we both saw it. The new season started, and he he gives yes. uh, his cousin yells at him in the whole like you know in they yell at somebody and you say their full name, and she says his full name, and that's when you hear the middle name. And I was like, "Oh, boys, do you know why that, that's his middle name?" And I told him, and they were like completely oblivious to it, but I knew you would pick <laughs> up on it. Uh-huh.
0: So, uh, David and Chris, do you know what Ben Ten's middle name is?
2: Um, uh Kirby.
0: Yes it is. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, that Yay. was totally yes. yep. Yeah. Yay. Right. I, I totally geeked out when when I heard no, that. Oh, totally. It's like-
3: you and me both, buddy, I was like, dude, you guys know where this Kirby? And they looked at me like, I don't really
0: give a fuck, I was like, <laughs>
3: Dude, Speaking, of, uh, like that. speaking <laughs> of the man of action had did you check out Generator X?
0: Yes, it's pretty cool.
3: It's real cool. And dude, it's like it's interesting how they I don't know if they're doing it consciously, but you know, they started off with Ben Ten, which was clearly about a young kid 10 year old it was geared towards young kids then they evolved Ben 10 into Alien Force which was you know he was a teenager and it was a little more up but it was still pretty much Benign. Now with with Gen- with uh, w- with Rex, it's it's pretty dark. I mean, it's a lot of dark themes, and there's real, you know. I mean, there's there's some real, you know. It's it's much more adult. I mean, there's you know, it's post apocalyptic, and I mean, there's right. there's implied death, and there's very much it's implied. You know, it's not just like where the evil bad guy du jour gets defeated and all as well. Again, I mean, it's pretty much a pretty you know dire situation that they're all in, and and the heroes being taken advantage of. And it's uh, it's it's interesting how they keep moving up their thematic approach. Really, really, and
0: and they're hyping the the uh, the crap out of this on the back of all the new comics. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think it may be DC or one of the companies. That's all. Maybe Marvel. It's the generator all over the back cover. I really dug it. I really dug it. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was good too. First up, we have a letter from Mr. Mark Gallagher. Another letter. He sent us one a couple episodes back. He yeah, says hi. He's not going to ask
3: us a question, is he? Because
2: we got, that's how we got in trouble last episode.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. Hi I'm guys. we in trouble. We, we
2: voiced an opinion and I will stand behind that.
0: Okay. Like a target. <laughs> no, no, I argument. didn't. <laughs> I didn't intend to email you again so soon after my last email, but a couple things made me do so. First of all, Vince, before we get to the important stuff, i.e. the comics, my hometown of Rutherglen is pronounced Rutherglen. Or Rutherglen, sorry. He tells me how to pronounce it. Damn. Rutherglen. Damn, dude. That's cool. Education is very important. A couple of claims to fame for it include it being the birthplace of Robbie Coltrane, who appears as Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Very, I Different love him. And Stan Laurel lived here for a while in his early performing days. You can har, say it has also been home to Vincent Deegan. Dun, dun. You will oh, know him yeah. yeah, you will know him better as Mr. Frank Quitely. Oh, anyway, nice. so it is comic related. Anyway, onto the comics. I was delighted to hear that Jason had purchased a couple of Paul Pelletier pages from Guardians oh, of the Galaxy, she- as I recently <laughs> bought myself a page by the same artist from the same series. You I know it. Yes, I went for issue 5, page 20. This is the first piece of original comic art I have ever bought, and hopefully the first of many. I can't thank you guys enough for being part of the reason why I gave Guardians a try, and why I remain so enthused about it. I enjoy it on its own merits, of course, but to hear other people enjoying it as much as I do makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. P.S. I have a nice Mark Miller story to tell you, but we'll save it for another time. Dope. Ah, oh, you can't hold out on us like that. Peace, Mark Gallagher. So thank you very much, Mark. Yes. Next up, it's a letter, small one, from Jackson WMA. We've heard of him before, too. Uh, a few episodes ago, you were discussing your favorite writers from the Bronze Age. One name not mentioned was Don McGregor. Don, I feel, produced some wonderful work that is either in print again or will soon be. Panther's Rage is due for deluxe hardcover, hardcover this summer. This had to have been one of the great stories of the 1970s with art by some bloke named Gil Kane, Rich Buckler, and Billy Graham. Detectives Incorporated is in print at IDW with glorious black and white art from Marshall Rogers, woohoo, and Gene Colan, double woohoo. And let's not forget, let's not forget Saber. I love Saber. One of the first graphic novels in the seventies, and one of Eclipse's best series of the eighties. This man produced some great work and deserves—slamming my finger on the desk—deserves to be remembered. And he's right, Don McGregor, awesome, a great talent. A fantastic ah, thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. So, thank you, Jackson WMA, and Mark Gallagher from Rutherglen. Different Excellent. One. Thank you for sending those in. Yeah, totally. All right, I got lots of comics to talk about. Oh, you we guys got them? Talk
3: to comics. Lots of them, dude. I lots am.
0: I'm. I'm so. I read so much this weekend. I'm never going to fit it in. Never.
3: Well, I don't doubt that.
1: I, I even read a couple. Of things. <laughs> Hey, guys. I've been a listener of your show for the past year or so. Really enjoy it. First time I've ever called in. Uh, My name is Fate Spears, and I'm actually friends with a couple of you on Facebook. I wanted to call in because I started a new charity. Uh, I'm calling it Comic Book Connection Initiative. Uh, I've I've created a Facebook page for it, and essentially what it is is uh, our local retailers here in Columbus uh, donate comics to us, and, uh, we distribute them to kids in need. Either kids in homeless shelters, kids in the hospital, kids who could appreciate it. I know for myself, I have hundreds of back issues that I'm never going to read. Got to find someone who will take those New Universe comics off of me. If you know what I'm saying? Uh, the local retailers, uh, they've been very helpful with it, especially Comic Down here in Columbus. And we've had a lot of good response from it. I was hoping to call into your show one to say how great it is. I listen to it every week as soon as you post it and don't miss a second of it. And uh, two, to let everybody know about the comic book connection initiative. Please feel free to friend me on Facebook and, um, you know, if that's uh, if something that anybody's interested in, let me know. You can start it in your own town and uh, I'll give you some tips that I found out along the way. Hey, guys, love the show. Don't ever quit. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
0: let's hear from oh, dave let's hear from dave oh my god <laughs> like, <wait.
4: laughs> no, and, I pause, and i pause and he comes up with the id um, <laughs> you better uh, wipe that off jason. before you come in the house i know okay. uh i know jason <laughs> wasn't able to participate because sadly he doesn't have any place to really go to on the first saturday in may but later on we can talk about free comic book day and if anybody got any goodies well, we could talk oh, about
0: yeah. that now, because you yeah, obviously read something. Now because I, uh, yeah, um,
4: uh, no, that's good. I, I, um... I mean, I know, I, well, did, were they included in... They, they weren't included in your... Most they, recent they will, yes, they will be on this right? week's shipments. And They'll be in the week, following week's shipments. shipments, but, uh, okay. but
3: I actually did, uh, I did stop off, um, uh... Today and uh, and was able to pick up a few. So um, that that's So but yeah, I'm I'm all for talking about it because I I mean I ordered I'm I'm totally all for talking about it. I think it's it's now or never to talk about it. So 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 let let the let your <laughs> FCBD flag fly. The
4: uh, I I didn't think we were going to be able to get to uh, to a comic shop on Saturday with a bunch of running around we had to do, but there's a little. Little shop, and I mean, I emphasize on the little. I can't express how small this building, this, this store is. Uh, so um, it's, it's, it's about a dozen or so miles away from, from my house now north of me, but we were in the area, and, and uh, I showed up there, and they actually had Phil Jimenez signing. At wow! This store. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. uh, so they had you know they 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 had the the free comic book days of out behind the counter. So this way you know no radical titles to, <laughs> for the kids, but oh, uh, they, <laughs> had, uh, they they had they uh snark is in your DNA. <laughs> they, they had some uh, some some quarter bins out, and they had five dollar uh, trades and and hardcovers out. Um, I spent a whopping. Eight dollars and twenty-five cents in the um, in the bargain bins. I, I ended up with for twenty-five cents. I grabbed uh, the Hulk vs. Fing Fang Foom one-shot, um, a Milk and Cheese issue.
0: No, uh, nice.
4: Yeah, Wolverine uh, number seventy-four. Which because I only had the first part of the. Of, it's the Jason Aaron and the um, Daniel Way two two stories in one issue tale. um and before they, they ruined the title with Old Man Logan, I picked up two issues of oh, The Mighty. Oh, did I had to go there. Uh, that. Shape the Changing Man, number one, by Peter Milligan and Chris Nice. Pjall- oh, my like the, uh, the Marvel Comics reprint, the second printing of, uh, of Viking, number one. Damn. Uh, uh, an Uncanny X Men issue, two issues of Will Pfeiffer's Catwoman, uh, a couple well. issues of The Mighty, and because. I want to be able to either back up Vince or back up Jason the first two issues of uh, Black Terror. I guess the first... Uh, all thing. right. All right.
0: You'll be so back seeing as though right.
4: you're a smart and logical man, you'll be backing me right up. Oh,
3: don't, don't
0: be
4: and, doing that. Don't and be, for 5 bucks, the oversized hardcover of the Neil Gaiman-written Eternals miniseries, which, according to the price tag, goes for 30 bucks.
0: Yeah, they must have printed the 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 poop out of that because I got mine for five. I mean I bought the single issues but I bought the Yeah the it's, had,
4: it's one of the few things oh, yeah, that,
3: uh, done. that collected edition is always like whenever it's like T Faw or yeah. um like Tales of Wonder, they always have that thing on sale for Mad this is when you know something's been overprinted. Mile High sells it for five bucks.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'll
3: fucking mark up they'll fucking mark up uh siege number one for four hundred bucks. They don't give a fuck oh, Mile Jesus. High. I don't know. Wow. The,
4: the, the, the free comic books, the, the two that I haven't read yet, are, are Archie Summer Splash and the Bongo Comics Free For All. But the three, I grabbed five. The the three, because uh, they they had a, a five limit, but uh, I grabbed the Yao Drawn and Quarterly Presents John Uh-oh. Stanley Library Grab Bag. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Artifacts number zero. Oh, I'm ready, yep. And the Sixth Gun number one.
3: Read it, nice.
4: Yes, which I want to talk about. Yes, we will. I read the
3: last two that you got, so
4: yeah. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a, like I said, it's a small store store that I'd like to go back to. I was going in. Uh, I checked out their new releases. It, it's I want to say it's kind of like mostly mainstream, but they've got uh, the image and the GI Joe, so they got the IDWs and they have the the boom. So I mean, they. I, I guess mostly maybe the 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 front of of the the previous catalog more or less uh but i'll um i'll pop back in i asked for the first issue of hulked out heroes they sold out of that but uh, so I, I didn't get the second issue but i i you know i i just i enjoy looking you know i mean it, some some people like you know shopping for and going out looking for antique shops and things like that. I just love looking for comic shops, and, and if I find one, and I'm just be, I could be in there for quite a while. And, and this is a nice little
0: store. Look at you! I you did you me. didn't get you didn't get the Marvel free comic book day offering the Iron Man Thor.
4: The Iron Man Thor. I do believe I'm getting that from DCBS the other month. Same here. Yeah. Ah,
0: d- you didn't read it?
4: Mm-hmm. No, I don't have it. I
0: didn't. Read Chris, did you Same read here. it?
4: No, I have not read it yet. Oh, no, it's outstanding. It. I, I, I had a feeling it'd be good.
0: It's really is good.
4: The, is, is this story good? Is, is Ramita's art good? I mean, is it a complete oh. package? Is it a tease? Is it a setup? Is it just a one done-in-one story?
0: It's, it's, it's all of that. It's a done-in-one okay. story. Let me give you the lowdown. It's not. Sure. I won't reveal anything. It's, a, it's sure. an old-fashioned... They, they could have called this Marvel Team-Up.
3: Okay. It, cool. It, oh, it's, nice. okay. Yes,
0: it's it's a done in one. Just a buddy story between Thor and Iron Man. Um, in a nutshell, there's a string of natural disasters ravage the Earth, and they pinpoint the source uh, of these disasters as being the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of uh, ultra rich um, mega millionaires uh, wash their hands of Earth start a colony on the moon, they, they divest themselves, make themselves a sovereign state on the moon, and they start terraforming, and because they're ripping the moon apart and making it uh, habitable, it, it's causing all these, um, natural disasters. So, Iron Man and Thor go up there and make short sure work of the place, really, because well, what are a bunch of people going to do against Iron Man, Thor? But it's it's fantastic, and the thing I took about out of this issue is not the greatness of Romita Junior's pencils or Mister Jansen's inks or the great Matt Fraction story. Dean White, ah, yes, did the coloring, and it is amazing how much leeway Ramita Junior and Jansen give this guy a lot of the beauty of this story is all in the colors and to my eye it does not look like junior gave him any indication of of what he like you you can't tell you can't see pencil lines or maybe they they were in the pencils and he just erased before he colored but there the a lot of the beauty of this book is in the colors it is it's gorgeous and it's wordy as hell too it's great very good. I, I was thoroughly surprised. Not I know what Fraction can do. He's a great writer, but just a a really nice kick off your shoes. Done in one story that just features two of the greatest Marvel heroes. It, it's it's great. Uh, one part uh, I'll I'm not gonna I'll spoil it because it's kind of cute. They go up to the moon and they're confronting the the people there and they're like, "We're a sovereign state. You can't do anything to us." And Tony says, "Yeah, take us to Moon Court." It's nice. It's very nice. Uh, The armor is rendered beautifully, and it's Ramita Junior. So I consider his Thor run one of his all time greatest runs.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And this is just more of the
0: same. It's great. This uh, and it's not a zero. It's just free comic book day. Iron Man and Thor. Fraction he's no, a smaller size like last year's was Vince. Yeah, I love this size. Mm-hmm. I wish they made all their books that size.
4: It'd be great. Well, here's, yeah, oh, see now we're going to get another voicemail about how how that size is killing comics and. This, well, yeah. the only thing yeah, I'll say different. about that being the size again, though, is that they
3: claimed that they made it the stat size last year because they had done a special corporate comic that someone had commissioned, and that they had extra papers at, of that size, and so they wanted they figured they put it to use. So yeah. it's kind of hard to buy into that now that they've done it for that size again
2: next year, but that's fine. That's yeah. cool. I didn't mind the size.
0: Yeah. It's really nice.
2: Hey, cool. uh, David. Yes, Chris. Did you Did you notice who inked the uh, Archie Summer
4: Splash? There are. It is. Uh, yes, I did. Um, I the, that was very interesting. I did too. I did, I kind of did a double take because it's um, it's it's inked by.
0: Do you buy a duck?
4: It's uh Rich Kozlowski. <laughs> that was cute. I like that. I don't know what I don't know who that came from, but that was, that was <laughs> good. But yes, as as Chris said, Rich, Rich Kozlowski, who um did a little book called uh, The King. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, nice.
2: Yeah, and uh, Is- actually uh, that was one of my uh, uh uh one of my free comic book day finds. Uh, went to a Dark Tower and uh uh challengers and challengers uh is coming off of uh their cdos edos stuff and kind of clearing out some Mm -hmm. stock so it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a sale that was tied into free comic book day but they had a bunch of 50 percent off stuff and i picked up three geeks um from uh Mm. from rich which i have not read yet so um it was it was kind of interesting to see his name pop up in Archie. I didn't know he was he was doing stuff for Archie, but yeah, yeah. Rich is a great guy and a, and a great cartoonist. So um, uh, read the King if you have not. Yeah, I have it the, sitting the on book, my shelf. I haven't read it yet, though. It's, the book it's is fantastic. called Three
0: Three Geeks. Uh, the, the three geeks. geeks. Okay. Yep, Write the three
2: down. geeks, and he did what three? Um, what was the other one he did? Um,
0: I'm thinking Three Fingers is ringing a bell with me for some reason. Three
2: Fingers, and this one is uh, The Three Geeks, The Geeksville Years by Rich Kozlowski. Ah, And he did Three Fingers as well, which I'm going to pick up, I think, next week because I've not read it either, and I love The King. Uh, You want to hear the other 50% off goodies I got? (laughs) Yes. I got Age of Bronze, Volume Uh, 3. I got uh, um, Jane's in Love, from Cecil Castellucci and uh, Jim Rugg the follow up Uh to uh, The Plane Jane Uh, I got uh, um, some of the only Marvel premiere hardcovers I get are the X Factor just because I started getting them and now I have total collector mentality Um, I got the uh, uh, the X Factor, uh, The Only Game in Town and uh, Secret Invasion uh, hardcovers for 50% off.
0: It helps Uh, that it's a great book
2: Oh, I love X Factor and yeah. I love reading it in, in, in hardcovers. So, uh, I will, I will, uh, finish these up and catch up. Um, my, my favorite 50% off find and it's what I've been absolutely loving for the last few days is from Image Comics. Um, the, the reprints are anyway, but it is Zorro, the complete classic adventures from Alex Toth.
0: Mm. Wow.
2: Yeah, and it's a it's a a big oversized uh, paperback and um anyone who who doesn't know or understand the greatness of Alex Toth and I mean there are some things that it it's 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 hard to like you know read like his uncanny x-men from what what was that like issue 10 and you know you have that book ended by Kirby stuff you're like oh okay um man you read his Zoro stuff and it is just so clear that this guy was an absolute master of the medium, and it, it's it is totally worth it if you can find this. I don't know if it's still in print. I'm hoping it is, but uh, uh, Zorro: the uh, the Complete Classic Adventures by Alex Toth, and it is it is just phenomenal.
0: He he doesn't did. Listen to me. He did nothing badly. Even his correspondence, his handwritten letters to to his buddies, they're works of art.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, the guy was a fantastic talent. I'm gonna little tease Jason a little bit. I got the GI Joe one fifty five and a half. Ah uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um. By uh, uh-huh. Mister Mister Larry, A. <laughs> yeah,
3: <it is>. <laughs> uh, price. Pause. That's not good. It, uh-huh. it,
0: I read I read a ton of G.I. Joe this over this weekend, so I'll be talking about more G.I. Joe. But it's by Larry Hama and Augustin Padilla. Uh, if you enjoyed the Marvel run, you will no doubt really uh, love this because it really doesn't miss a beat. It picks up from the, the 154, and the, the the style of writing and the tone is. Exactly like the Marvel series.
3: That's cool, to and a, I was surprised to a to fault see, though. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was surprised to see that they are going to continue it with uh, issue 156 in this month's yeah. previews. I, I was, yeah. I guess, that's going to be their thing now. They're going to have Hama uh, pick up where they left off. Um, which again, I, I need to read 155 and a half before I wait on 156. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of lukewarm on the idea, frankly, because I I am an enormous fan of that of that original run and as people but you know love I, what
2: they're doing at IDW.
3: Yeah, and I just I I do think uh, that that in, that I mean I vividly remember that entire run and and it, it you know it it doesn't age well frankly. I mean it you know it, when it ended it was very much the day glow GI Joe tie to the toys, a lot of you know craziness yeah. going on and it, it was wasn't in the like,
2: 80s, yeah. Yeah, so
3: you know it, I mean, I guess I until I've read 155 and a half and then and I I have pre ordered 156. Until I see them, I'm going to put it in the camp of the X Men Forever, which I know some people are <laughs> grouping it on, but for me, not really my cup of tea. Just uh, it's sort of like you know a, a different time period, and that's fine for a nostalgia purpose. But I, you know, just like Battlestar Galactica remake was cool, but I wouldn't want to see them redo Battlestar Galactica in the same vintage and special effects of the 70s show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just yeah. some things are best left.
2: Well, here, we we know it, how you feel about 1970s TV special effects. So,
4: <laughs> or it, or well, maybe from, it's from, all the same, really. When it comes, hey. to- <laughs> yeah,
0: it's pretty pretty real real world, though. Um, in a nutshell, Cobra is secretly funding this uh, terrorist army called the Broken Star Liberation Army, mm-hmm. and they're going across the country. They storm the White House. They take over the the. Uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, and they they put their their insignia in George Washington's forehead, uh, wow. and bec- and they're quickly dispatched by the military. But because all these terrorist incidents are popping up, they use a bunch of generals in the Pentagon that are in Cobra's back pocket to start the the rallying cry of "We need more security. We have to protect our people." And the security force that they're hiring is Cobra. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's real world stuff. And, uh, it's neat, but some of the dialogue is, ooh, man, uh, yeah. There's a scene with Dr. Mindbender, and, uh, they, they put Destro's son in the, uh, the brainwave thing, the brainwave generator, and, uh, he says, oh yes, thoroughly refurbished and made over as a loyal minion, I also implanted a subconscious imperative to floss daily. It's like, Larry, <laughs> did we really need that line? But uh, you know, it's cool. It's fun. It, it's it's a throwback. I'm gonna stick with it. It's GI Joe, and it's from IDW. It is. It is. They with their it, track record, I, I can't say no.
3: Did you see the ash can for the new Max Brooks series?
0: I did not. Where'd you it's see a, that?
2: Oh yeah, the, with oh god, it's, it's 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 not even good shaking. It's like really it's, really really it's, good shaking. It's shaking, yeah. Uh,
0: uh. But uh, it's, oh, it's it's uh what? what,
2: what, what, what? You you're not a chicken fan, are you?
0: Who are you talking to? Is, uh, that's what I want
2: to know. I, I, well,
0: I'm a, I I'm a chicken I, fan. I,
2: well,
3: I think, like you said, there's good chicken and there's not so good chicken. I I, hmm. I let me just I, say that uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, a fan of this Doctor Mindbender or Major Blood. I'm not uh, Major Blood. I'm not a fan of the way he decides to draw Major Blood. But that, oh that's really?
0: From the cover, I think he does a great job on. Oh,
3: uh, see, the cover makes me unhappy, yep. Woodrow.
0: Oh yeah. no! Well, hey, different strokes, you know what I mean. Maybe yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. dig the, the art. But the story's
3: good. The story's good. Max Brooks is getting it done. So,
0: but it's it's a split book, isn't it? It's it's Shaken uh, in that R.L. Gallant, isn't it? If it's it is, not, I don't think show it's, it's
3: Shaken t- pages in the ashcan. So,
0: hmm. oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Max Brooks, Howard Shaken, and Antonio Fuso. So it's your buddy Fuso's from Cobra. The he's, yeah, he's, oh, he's, oh, the he's the one. That's,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Great yeah, stuff. Yeah and,
2: and and we we've mentioned that uh that cobra is uh Joe cobra is going to ongoing. We've mentioned mm. that, right? Yes it
0: is and that was some of the stuff I Indeed. read for this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, it's, isn't it good?
0: It's heartbreaking and it, I, it's surprisingly dark.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Well, I, the I, first
0: I, series I, yeah, I would have never pegged a GI Joe book as being this dark, but they put Chuckles through the ringer. Oh, for I mean, sure. no, no spoilers, but he has to do something in the first series that really takes him over that oh, yeah. line.
3: Oh, you didn't read the first series until just now?
0: I read them, but I reread oh, them okay. in order to read the the second. Oh, four. nice. Okay, cool. Uh, have Have you read Cobra Two? Yeah, all of it.
2: Absolutely. I'm am I'm, I'm up well, to that. the last issue that came out. I have not yep. read that one yet. No, I read it's that. It's nasty.
0: One I mean uh he's he chuckles is seeking retribution for all the stuff that they made him do in the first four issues, mm-hmm. and he 's on this trail of vengeance that it it's he's getting cursed. a lot of people killed and yeah. um he he 's going for the head honchos and Jason, there was one question I had about i think it was issue two of Cobra. Let me see there's a part where and I got them right here I like to stack up my stuff for when we talk about it. Because I like to see the, what's going on when, when I talk about it. The woman I'm assuming is the Baroness's Baroness? sister. No, it's her sister, because her her name is Erica, yes, with a K. And there's one part where she's in the ladies' room. I'm I I don't really know how to read the scene. It seems like mm-hmm. the Baroness proper. The, yeah, dude, it, no,
3: no, you're, you're, you're missing yeah. the big thing, which is that the Baroness has got a split personality. Yeah, it's it's With? the Baroness. It's her. Oh, it's wow. got her. She's yeah. got a dual personality.
0: Oh, really? Because she see, manifests I did not... the Baroness
3: personality from being she's a very repressive, mousy, abused woman, and she manifests the Baroness. Just personality like the movie. Just like uh, uh,
0: yeah. Well, you like, know what? Uh,
3: Aurora from uh, Aurora North Star. She, she's she's uh, so so she's both. She's it's the same woman.
0: Okay, well then I'm going to take I'm going to call this a fault of the storytelling then, because okay. I did not get an impression that I, I got the impression that there were two physical beings actually actually talking in in this bathroom, and because of the G.I. Joe series proper, we got to the point where the mask device mm-hmm. not hasn't been perfected. Well, I but it,
3: yeah, I mean I guess because I was aware that they were that she was already I was aware from the first series that it was one and the yeah. same. I put it together, but you're right. I mean from a visual standpoint they could have maybe done a little more because like they happy, do that really little looking in the mirror and Yeah,
0: they do that little blink out thing where it looks like a little energy spike just goes boop mm-hmm. and then she's she's yeah. sitting there holding her hands in her head. That to me said, alright, she just popped out of here with the mass device. So it it may it makes sense that she's yeah. the same person. So Chuckles, bang the Baroness. Yes,
3: yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, that Char- ma- that Char- puts us. That's why
3: in the second series, when he pops back up, they're like your old, your old boy toys back, and she's like, huh?
0: Okay, so now I have yeah. a, another question. If this is the Baroness, are we to believe that this is happening concurrently with the GI Joe series, or is well, this Well, that's happening? an interesting question uh, because. Yeah,
3: you the G.I. Joe, the, the IDW, and I'd love to get IDW's, uh, like, you know, if Andy Schmidt or someone else, I don't know if they've weighed in maybe on the web or something or an interview, but I would love to get the, uh, the I, I it seems to me like they've made the conscious decision to make every uh, one of the series pretty much separate from each other from a continuity standpoint. I mean, obviously Origins is going to be in a different time period, but I had assumed that Origins would lead us to uh, the current continuity like it was it was basically the earlier stages of the same continuity, but I'm not really not sure. I don't know that they've put that burden on the writers to to make sure that everything's intertwined. Because I would agree with you, Vince. I think that the the Cobra, at least from my read it, I I have I've chosen to think it's not necessarily intertwined. Mm. It may well be,
2: which, but I haven't which taken is nice because they're just going out and they're writing good stories. And I I gotta respect that.
0: Right. And Hawk is a complete bastard. Total dickhead it, yeah. Oh, because yeah. he's preying on Chuckles' reservations uh, or attachment and his guilt over Jinx by picking this new operative to go in and get him who is the same ethnic makeup as Jinx wow. was. She even looks like her and safe, yeah, the, man. They're, they're, he's dicking with Chuckles' mind. Everyone's messing with Chuckles. It,
2: it's. He reminds me it, of uh, if if you read uh, sleeper. He reminds me of Lynch a lot.
0: Right? They're, yeah. Sleepers. Yeah. How how they're,
2: how they're doing him in this series. Mm-hmm.
0: But I I thoroughly enjoyed Cobra Two. It's uh it's nice to know where the Crimson Guard came from. Mm-hmm. That they weren't necessarily a Cobra creation, but they're Tomax and Zamots. That, that's Best really cool. In
3: the, in the, in the in the oh, you yeah. universe so far, yeah.
0: I don't know. I I oh, really God. like what Dixon has done with the Baroness. I I always oh have, for sure.
3: Did you get? Yeah. Have you read the uh, the um, uh, Temple Smith issue that I was talking about
0: the other week? N- no, uh, oh, I'm saving okay. that. I'm re- going to read Origins this weekend. I read okay. GI Joe number nine to seventeen, a whole mess of GI Joe, and I got to say, Dixon has made the Baroness into a real threat. She, oh, she's sure, yeah. in. I mean, in the comics, yeah, in the Marvel series, she was nasty, but basically eye candy. It was always Destro or mm-hmm. you know the corporate other ma- the corporate commander, the male bad guys. But uh Dixon is focusing on Baroness. She she gets the job done, and oh, yeah. and I love the the sequence. Uh, I was souring. On, on the main G.I. Joe story? Because like Jason said, it, it took forever to get that mass device
4: mm-hmm. going,
0: but it seems like the last four issues, it went from zero to 60. Okay, we, we yeah. uh, abducted, in quotes, the the scientist who helped us implement the mass device, and now it's working, and, and but the, the, the greatest scene of the last couple issues was um, they have the two Cobra guys... Waiting to pick off the Baroness, it, when it, whether she got it working or not, she was dead. And she teleports uh, a bunch of her men right behind them, and they just boom, blow them away as as she got it working. That was a great scene. That's one of those scenes that's like the payoff for a whole bunch of issues. And uh, but the 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 thing I like most about GI Joe is the art. Oh, and and I said this <laughs> on Twitter one of my one of my rare tweets. It is such a pleasure. Watching Robert Atkins grow into mm-hmm. a force yeah. to be fricking reckoned yeah. with. I you're mean, right. his right about that. his baroness is sexy as hell. Yeah. His his Destro is uh, his Storm Shadow <laughs> can rank up there with anybody's. I mean, well, this guy's because,
3: bec- uh, yeah, you're right. Go
0: ahead. He's becoming a top notch, not only a top notch artist, but you know how fussy the Joe people are well, oh, I mean, yeah. when they and he just he's a great GI Joe oh, artist. Oh, shit, he,
4: you are cracking up. Well,
0: That's you know, okay. Vince...
3: It- it, but you're right, because we were talking last week about Ryan Stegman and how he's our buddy, and we've seen him grow and how great it is, and, and Wachter, and, um, and and just on that front as an aside, I did read SIF number one over this past week, and you guys were totally right. I mean, wow, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's really he's really got some mojo working these days. But um, but to that end, long-time listeners of the show will probably remember that one of the first artists we had any kind of forum interaction with was Robert. And I was talking about the G.I. Joe series, and I made a rather flip remark about the art not being up to snuff and Robert very politely came in and said, hey, I listen to your guy's show, uh, I'm the artist, and here are some of my <laughs> pencils. And I think we would all agree that, if, for whatever reason, the pencils, were the, awesome. the pencils far trumped the finished art in those first yeah, few issues. And, yeah. and I think, to be fair, and we've said this many times, the, the, the entire quality of the finished product has, has has in and of itself improved quite a bit since then. But it was one of those moments many, unfortunately, moments of this podcast. Well, it, it, Robert, it was, was like, foot-and-mouth disease, because now I feel like a jerk, because this guy's got mad props. But the cool thing about that is, over the last two and a half years, um, Robert's been a regular member of the forum, and, and become a buddy. We um, saw him at c and, uh, and and his stuff's... Vince is right, his stuff's only getting better, and... Um, and I can't wait. You know, to, I'm, I'm in the works of buying a, a page from him of an upcoming issue. But the point is, is Vince is totally right. I mean, the, uh, um, Atkins is just perfectly fit for this book. And, um, it's funny because, you know, at C2E2, he said that, that, um, uh, certainly he's, he's done a few Marvel issues here and there, and he, he, he would certainly be looking to do more in the future. But he's actually been so satisfied with his work on G.I. Joe, and not only the, the opportunity to draw it, but the market he's made for himself with G.I. Joe Collectors in the original mm, art world, yeah. that he's really in no rush to leave G.I. Joe because he... I you think know, he's
2: t- having a blast with it. Yeah,
3: he's yeah. having a blast. He's good at it. He feels comfortable with the characters now. He feels really like they, they give him a lot of creative freedom to, to do things as he sees fit. Uh, and uh, and he's got a, a real embedded audience now that really covets his work. So, I mean, I just... Uh, I can't say enough about about uh, his work. Yeah. And, and you know, I you know, fair or unfair, licensed work has always had that stigma of being, oh, it's a licensed book and I think IDW has tried to do a better job than most companies in in, in breaking that barrier, whether it be um, you know, Guido Guidi and uh and um and the G.I. Joe artists, including Robert, like and, and, and Antonio Fuso or the uh, you know having John Byrne do the Star Trek stuff. So, you know, hats off to IDW for trying to recognize that it's not just about having a license, that the license won't sell itself, but it's also about having good artists to draw those licensed characters. So, you know, hats off to that.
4: Yeah. Uh, hypothetically, for, for a friend, if if you, if you someone was reading the G.I. Joe run at the beginning and found that things were taking a while to get to a point and yeah. stopped, where would be, just hypothetically, where would a good time be to jump back on? After mm. the first arc. I really it's, felt like you that, might that, know that better was better first arc. It's, yeah, you you just read a bunch. Of, I mean,
0: I'm yeah, just trying to think they
3: come
0: That's a tough question oh. because all the way up to issue seventeen is basically still yeah. the mass device story.
3: Yeah, I, know. I and,
0: know. And to to have a a jumping on point, I would say maybe when um, Snake Eyes goes with the Hard Master. What issue was is that? Because that started that little subplot with Snake Eyes and the little girl. Yeah, and, and
3: I don't know the numbers just because.
0: Yeah, um, and this S.L. Gallant or Gallant right. guy, he's not bad either. I like his artwork a lot too. But um, Atkins, man, uh, I don't know if it, the inker is Clayton Brown. I don't know if he's getting a feel for um, Robert's work, but he seems to be giving him uh, or understanding or translating his work a little bit better. Because like Jason mm-hmm. said, we've seen the pencils for the, these pages, and yeah. oh, man, they're, they're stunning. You too can
4: see them if you go to forum. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I
0: was distracted by that one scene in issue 15 with the Baroness on the bed, and she's got the coat off. She, mm-hmm. She's She's got some guns on her. And I'm not talking about the firearm kind, yeah, but yeah. Uh, in issue 15, really made me stand up and take notice as to how far uh, Atkins has come. The Cobra soldiers, the uniforms are impeccable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, just the folds and the belts and all the uh, munitions they have on them, they're really, really well done. Um, and Atkins knows that Destro's mouth does not open. In the the one issue, I think it was an alternate cover for issue number 17 by David Williams. He has uh, Destro, who is now in a a Russian prisoner of war camp. Um, He has him in a, a stockade and he's gritting his teeth and you can see his teeth. Ugh. Yeah, and because, and Destro even makes a point of it while he's in the concentration camp. Uh, one of the inmates wanted to give Destro his, his, his uh, food because, uh, uh, a ne'er-do-well knocked it out of his hands and Destro says, I don't eat, no mouth. I take my food intra- intravenously. So that, I, I'm glad they put that in there because that, that's a cool little, little, uh, little highlight uh, on there. I I I love this GI Joe stuff. I don't know why. It's really surprising to me because I bottomed out on the Marvel series way before 155. I mean 154. Uh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You know what? I I, I um I'm not really this may come off like I'm trying to make fun of our age difference, but I think it's an age thing.
0: You know, you're yeah. right. It could be.
3: Yeah. Um, but that said, though you always you still always liked the, the Transformers, so maybe not. I mean, I was going to say it's age thing because for me, I was always into it, but but I was a few years younger, so I think I was still into probably toys for much more longer of the series coming out. Whereas you you wouldn't have been, but then again, you you always dug the Transformers, and that was a contemporary to GI Joe in terms of the comic and the toys. So. Yeah, they're robots
0: though that transform. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, come on. <laughs>
3: more like, it Right,
0: right, right. But no, again, huge, huge props to IDW. They've made me a GI Joe fan. That I never it's, thought that could be that could be possible, mm-hmm. and, and largely on the strength of Mr. Robert Atkins. Good job. Sure.
3: And um, but just real quick, back on the uh, free comic today. I don't know if uh, Vince, I did want to mention that I, that one of the few I did pick up today that uh, that I uh, read and I uh, thought you would get a kick out of. is I read the, uh, I picked up the uh, Sonic one.
0: Oh, wasn't it great?
3: Cool. It is the first Sonic I've ever read, and and I know you've raved about it, and I've heard other people. It was really. Really fun, uh, like they're, like they're, shockingly so. Because I, I know it was really it was there, and I was like, okay, why not? You know, it was totally on a whim, and I said, I have Vince, we are going a kick of this if nothing else, and uh, it was great. I mean, I unfortunately the name of the artist escapes me right now, but the art was great. Um, it was very evocative of the video game, you know, the FMV stuff from the video games that mm-hmm. I was familiar with, but, but, uh, but very kinetic. I mean, the sequentials were tight. I mean, it really told a story. You could feel the motion much like, you, you know, it's kind of analogous to, I'd say, like what a good Flash artist would be, where it you, you takes a special kind of guy to show the motion and the speed, and he did that. Um,
0: I want to you know, find it, was, it because it we should It was all really... ages
3: friendly, and it was, it was a blast, yeah. Right. I mean, it was a quick, easy read, and I really enjoyed it.
0: I have it right here. The art is by James Fry inks by Jim Amash yeah we right James Fry Jim Amash inked it colors by Matt Herms writer was Ian Flynn Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the thing. Vinny got an issue from, of Sonic from somewhere. And, you know, I took a look at it and I saw inked by Terry Austin. I said, wait uh, a minute. So, yeah. uh, and, and Workman's and, doing the
3: letters, right?
0: Right. Workman did the letters. So that's what pulled me in. And right. I've been buying it since. I must have bought maybe 16, 18 issues straight. They're all mm-hmm. good. They're all really good. But um, I will, uh, a little bit of warning. Sonic has been 250 for the longest time. They've what? they've recently raised the price to two ninety nine. Amen. Well, it's not bad, but they they upgraded the paper. I don't okay. know if some people may not consider it an upgrade because the uh, before the price increase they had that toothy, pulpy. Uh, I don't, it's not newsprint. It's better quality than newsprint, mm-hmm. but you, you know, like the Vertigo paper. And now they switched to the paper stock that uh, Marvel likes to use. That. Kind of thin, um, glossy yeah. stuff. So it—I it, don't think it's an improvement, but some people may. I don't know. But Sonic is fantastic, and so, again, so surprising that I would ever be buying a Sonic. Yeah, I love the games, but I never thought the comic would be this good.
5: What's up, eleven o'clock comics? This is Joey, the Never Wanderer, on the forum. Um, I'm home from work. Uh, on my lunch break and I had nothing better to do and I thought to myself, God, it's been a while since I called 11 o'clock comics, so, you know, why not? Um, typically, whenever I call you, I have an actual purpose and I have something to rant about. I didn't have something specific to rant about this time, but I figured why not put one together for them just in case? So here's my rant, okay? I am tired of feeling like there is something wrong with me for liking Joss Whedon. I'm tired of feeling guilty for defending Joss Whedon in threads and stuff that discusses work, or typically it doesn't have to discuss his work. All you need to do is mention his name, and somebody will pop on and make a snide remark or something like that. This isn't directly aimed at anybody on the 11 o'clock forums. You guys are actually, you're my favorite forum. You're awesome. And that's probably why I feel okay about ranting about this to you guys, because you're all uh, a reasonable bunch of fellows, whether you like Whedon's work or not. But here's the thing. I'm a Joss Whedon fan, and he seems to have the market cornered on being, on, on, on being this creator who people who do not like him just think that there's some sort of mass delusion uh, involved in the people that do like him. You know, like with Grant Morrison, you can say, oh, I like his work, I don't like his work, it's too trippy, it's strange, it's not for me, I love it, it's perfect, and people are exchanging ideas, and even on the Internet where ideas get harsh and, and, and one-sided and narrow-minded, Somehow a Grant Morrison conversation always seems to have a fair balance in the discussion. When it comes to Joss Whedon stuff, it's like it's like oh hey, I love Joss Whedon's work. That's fantastic. The people that don't like it, they come on and what do they say? They're like, "Friggin', I can't call any to mind right now because I can't conceive of not liking Joss Whedon's work." No, but seriously, people will come on, and they'll just be like, oh, well, your argument is automatically in, invalid because, you know, the, obviously there's something wrong with him. So obviously there's something wrong with you for liking him. Therefore, I'm not even going to take you seriously and just brush you off as yet another Weedonite that whose opinion isn't worth taking the consideration of. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't get why the man, I mean, I get why people don't like other people's work. I don't get why that specific person has that sort of effect on people. Like, does it... Does it offend the people that don't like his work that he is so popular? I mean, I don't particularly like, like, I don't know. I pretty much like everybody, so I can't come up with a guy. I should have really planned out this rant more before I call, but it, whatever, I'm calling anyway. So anyway, that, that's that's my issue right now is that right now, of course, the news just came out that Joss Whedon is going to be directing the Avengers movie. And, you know, I think to myself, uh, he's never really proven that he can do a big budget action pack Sci-fi action adventure movie. What he has proven is that he writes, uh, he writes interesting characters. He's very character oriented. He tells good stories. And the one time that he did direct the movie, it was a sci-fi movie. He made it low budget and he made it good. It was a good movie. And I mean, alright, I get that there are people that didn't like that movie, therefore they are worried about the Avengers. Those are not the people that I'm talking about. The people that I'm worried about that, that, that frustrate me are the ones that just write the man's work off entirely, and write off the opinion of anybody that thinks that he might be slightly interesting as a creator because they don't happen to agree with it. I just ran out of breath. That wasn't me about to puke or anything. Anyway, that's what I had to rant about. I had no direction for this thing. This was, I'm riding my bike home, and I'm like, holy shit, I should totally call 11 o'clock comics, and this is what came of it. I hope you're all happy. I'm going to go eat my soup now, and then go back to work and wish that I didn't leave this message. Peace! Yep. But
4: before I go um, I realized I don't think I mentioned the name Of this little comic shop I went to
0: What's that?
4: Upstate Comics in LaGrangeville, New York. Wow. There you go. Just so, I, mean, you know, I mean, I talked about it for a few minutes. I don't think I've mentioned a name, so there you go.
0: And you know what's cool about Archie Comics, Sonic in particular? If you like an issue, you, you bought off the newsstand or at a comic shop, you can buy complete years. Remember how Heavy Metal used to sell you a complete year of the magazine for a certain price? You can buy complete years of Sonic right from Archie, and it's uh, at a discount. So you can catch up really quick. And they're continued Sweet. stories. They have these sagas, the Sonic That's saga. Cool. They, they go for like three, four issues, and they sell just to three, four issues at one clip. So you can get this arc if you like it, and then if and you can subscribe. It's great. Archie, mm-hmm. kno- they know what they're doing. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right. Nice. Dead we Space. Have from
2: Free yeah. comic book day. Did you guys read The Sixth Gun? Yes. Negative.
0: Yes. Negative.
2: Colin um, Bunn, Brian Hurt. It's uh yeah. guys from uh uh The, the Damned. Damned. The Damned, which is Yeah, one of my favorite series of the last gosh several that years. They looks uh, awesome in color. It, it, Brian, Brian Brian Hurt is he is fantastic. He uh, really is. Agree. We have talked about another series that he did, uh written by the um uh, the amazing uh, um um Six Steve, uh, Steve Gerber hard time. Uh, oh, hard time. oh oh okay I thought you, he, yeah. he did the art on hard time um they're both both uh St. Louis guys and uh, so near and dear to my heart but the Six mm-hmm. Gun was fantastic. Um think uh um I don't know like Hellboy as a western.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: what what yeah. did you what did you guys think of it? I I okay I'm I'm at getting to the point now where I, I mean, I've always read comics as as to escape. You did, and I, I, yeah. Believe it or not, and and I, I so enjoy reading a comic that's not based on ripped from the headlines or there's no there's no germ warfare, there's no terrorists, there's nothing. You know, just I something that's going to happen in real life. I don't need that always leaking into my comics. And to read something like the Sixth Gun where. So far removed from anything I'm going to deal with on a day to day basis, it's just it's it's a freaky story, but it's refreshing on so many levels. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that they decided to release it as a miniseries because I've sworn off miniseries uh, until they're published in collected editions. I, I really want to read this, mm-hmm. and it's killing me to wait. <laughs> It is. I I, I immediately latched onto the cover of the first issue. Last previews. I'm like, Ugh, it took so oh, much yeah. for me not to order that, um, <laughs> because it, you know it would only cost me more to bind it. So uh, <laughs> if I'm going to skip that process and just go right to the collected, why not? But I it I can't wait. I want to I, I want to read it. it sucks. Well, oh, it's,
4: it's fantastic. Effort. It was I really guess. good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the, the the characters. It's I mean, it really is. I mean, just by looking at the cover, where you have Drake Clint Drake Sinclair and and the young woman, and really when 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 you hear about you know two people teaming up that you know were never expected to team up, and we haven't gotten to that point as far as the steering goes. After the first issue, they haven't met yet, so the the cover is leading the cover basically the first issue touches on a little bit of everything what what you see on the cover does happen or or mm. are scenes that happen in the issue um <laughs> but it what
0: you're a stickler for that
4: maybe yeah. so the uh but it's it's i for what it's worth he says that's the only temporary thing
3: it, it's uh,
4: <laughs> it's it's um Oh man! Yeah. Oh, pause! Oh, a no, long Vince, one. Holy shit! Because Vince, Vince threw me off,
0: man. I did. Does he have Gatling guns on his horse? That'd be really cool. Oh. Oh. Can he can he can he raise oh, the dead? Oh man, so <laughs> that. That not, not good. That's
4: not no. going, I'm going. No, that that makes me physically ill. I know. And 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 the bad guys look just so not like nice people. They they scare me on a page. It's. I love Cullen's story that he's starting with this, but I mean, the the art is absolutely gorgeous. Brian's art is is fantastic here. It, it's it's a really great, solid first issue. I can't wait. Well, me, I got to wait till the first week in August because it's DCBS. So, I mean, it, it, the second issue, and and if you miss the free comic book day issue, they're releasing the first issue. They're going to
2: re- they're coming out the same week. Issues
4: one and two. Right. Yeah. So you and I mean you'll be able to everybody'll be up to speed in July at the same time or early August. But well that's yeah. that's
0: a smart way to do it because remember the uh push uh Wolfman got when Image did the same thing? Yeah. I, I think a lot of the inertia of that free issue made Wolfman last a lot longer than it may have in the mm-hmm. marketplace because uh I never hear all that many people are reading it. And I think it's great but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that that little marketing tactic worked really well for them. I'm hoping yeah. it does, does the same for this. Mm-hmm. Even know,
2: Wolfman's finishing up.
0: Right. It's a great little book, but yeah, that, yeah, that's, I like Wolfman. yeah. All right. Um, I didn't read it yet, but there's a book that came out today that I want to make everyone aware of. Oh my God. It's like, I don't think I have to make people aware of mm-hmm. Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, but if you're not reading Amazing Spider-Man, Get your ass to a comic shop and buy six thirty. You have to. You okay. need to buy this because And
3: why is that, Vince?
0: Art by Chris Bacalo. Oh Bacallo. I, I I really admire this man's talent, but he has knocked it out of the park with this one. Every I, I tweeted this today, so whatever. Every page mm-hmm. is stunning. And there are pages where it's just talking heads, and David will be very pleased to know that there is not one head duplicated in this entire book. No cut and chase. Jason will be happy. Jason will be happy. Sorry. Are they? Uh, are
2: they still doing that three times a month? Yes. Are they he actually did it five yeah. times a month in March.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I. You know what? Honestly, that for for me has not worked. It, that. I'm it exhausts me. I I tried for like a month, and I'm just like, nah. It's, I know all that numbering;
4: just it gets crazy. Dude, no, it's, on it's, that, it's,
2: it's, 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 it's 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 too it's too fucking much. I, can't, well, I will can't, say it's it's working It's like for too Marvel, much cause,
4: sex because
3: there's five <laughs> issues. There were five issues in five weeks in March, and all five were top twenty. Well, twenty one. It were it was uh, yeah. the, the last all all five. So, five of the top twenty one comics in March were Amazing Spider-Man. So, so that's working for them, and and I'm I'm finding it. Um, I'm actually enjoying it because I uh didn't I I pouted after uh after uh one more day and didn't read it for a while and then I started buying the premier hardcovers and it's pretty dope because pretty much there's at least one premier hardcover every month or two and mm-hmm. so you know, I'm reading it that way, and it's great. I mean, I'm getting like a month or two's worth of books every month for it, and it's it's terrific. So for me, it's been great. I, I and I, they look great on the shelf and stuff. Oh, but okay, I'm, oh, okay. It's so, a lot. Oh, though. It's it's yeah. again that that plays into the thread I have going right now, which is that's another ex- example of you know how like. They they streamlined – there were so many Spider-Man titles and, and some were selling better than others and there was different continuities. So they said, let's make one book come out every week or every you know three times a month and we'll have one continuity and it will and it'll help. And it did. But yeah. slowly but surely, Spider-Man is now not just that book, right? It's, it's Amazing Spider-Man three or four times a month, but it's also Web of and Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And, and, the, so annuals. They have ex- and the annuals. And the annuals. Ex- how, how, no shit. How many different yeah. –
4: Spider-Man well, it depends titles, on the month, have- there's
3: seven to nine titles a month now again. Fuck so it's that. like there's,
4: no, there's this there's web of which is uh, ties in some. No, 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 no. I'm saying there's web oh. of Spider-Man, which which ties into like when when the series started around the second or third issue, they would spotlight one of Spidey's bad guys that tied into the Gauntlet. Right. While while so while the main series is going on, web of is basically. A supporting uh, an area for the supporting cast to, to to shine a little bit, the the other books, the Amazing Spider-Man presents, or 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 even even the Peter Parker one, and and now Spider-Man Fever, and and, and the, those are all minis. So those those um the, the minis obviously have are are, are finite, they're not, but so yeah, there may be five Spidey issues a, a month, but they're not all ongoing.
0: Right, and and the minis some of them factor in yeah yeah some of them factor into the overall continuity like the jackpot one and uh i don't know if the peter parker one does but the the, the, like spider-man fever i don't think that's in continuity
4: no not at all
0: yeah so i mean it's not when you say seven eight books a month maybe five of them are crucial to what's going on in in amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah i i just look at it as a lot of a good thing uh you you really need to see this Bacallo work. Uh, it's it's stunning. Not only does... He, he has the eye of a master cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Not only does he compose his panels beautifully. He works like a good painter. He works the entire page, the entire canvas at once. Mm-hmm. There, there are some pages in here that are designed so well. Oh, they take your breath away. Oh, good God. Well, I
3: will say this about Bacallo. Um... I always thought his stuff was was awesome, and then I thought for a while there he got a little bit indulgent, where especially like uh, most recently that I can think of is the uh the uncanny run he did. The stuff looks beautiful on a on a frame by frame basis, like you would love to own the art mm-hmm. or or have a poster of it. But the storytelling got all kinds of whacked out, in my opinion. I'm just yeah. saying, like I thought he lost for the sake of the visuals and the and his own style, he lost the ability to tell a story. Right. But I don't know if if if. Again, I I don't. That's just my opinion, but I have to say the last run he did on uh, Amazing Spidey, uh, it's probably what a year or two ago now. But but it's part of this whole post, uh, the, you know, the brand new day stuff. I I read that not too rec- uh, not pretty recently, and I have to say it looked damn good. So I got to give him his props. I mean, he's he's yeah, kind of is that the hammerhead one. Yes, the hammerhead exactly. Yeah, that was, that was well, smart,
0: well there's none of that X Men stuff here. It's all. Mm-hmm. Straight storytelling, beautifully done. The black cat makes an appearance, so you get a, a bacalhau hottie, and the uh, villain obviously is the lizard. The last two pages of this issue will blow your doors off. Nice, ferocious lizard. This is not the Kurt Connors we've known for for years and years. This is this is something very different. It's insane nice wow, yeah and uh there's a scene where peter's having lunch with one of his lady friends and there's a repetition of um uh, a certain viewpoint and there's not one st- i mean the 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 background may be the same but the characters are not static he could have but he didn't so this is this is a master storyteller it's fantastic written by zeb wells Drawn by oh. Bacalo. I wasn't uh, he was still together.
4: part of the uh, brain trust. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's one of the seven.
0: Inks mm-hmm. by Townsend. Yes, great. Just those as in, those, as in peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. He's he's the. the Ta- Tim. Sorry, Tim. Townsend is the jelly to uh, Bacalo's peanut butter.
4: Bachalo. you know, I mean, it's 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 hard to say, or it, it might pain people to say. I mean, Townsend does do wonderful work mm-hmm. o- o- over Bacalo, but. I still love to see Buckingham things. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean that. I mean no, I agree. Yeah. But it's just. But yeah. I mean it's. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying. But I mean, know, my dude Buckingham has become a master of his own craft.
3: You, you know,
0: bet. He's not. He's, a, he's know. not content to be in someone's shadow. Uh, Buckingham's got to go blaze his own trail.
3: I mean, I think Hollow McC- is a modern master, but I. I Hell yeah. But I mean, I, uh, Buckingham, to me, he doesn't have many peers.
4: Uh, modern my, artists. My, so. my right. Favorite favorite. Um, he he draws a fantastic Batman during during Cataclysm? One of the highlights. Oh yeah, a few yeah highlights sure. Was was what would be issues that that he penned.
3: And started. a super cool dude yes. for those that haven't had a chance to meet him. He's he's very very nice, very magnanimous dude.
0: I think Bacallo is the number one mainstream comic artist in the business. What?
4: Yep. So Buc- so Buc- said huh? so said Vince's tweet. Wow, now that's a strong statement.
0: Number one, I, I, I love Ramita Jr. to death, but there's something about... Wow, no, I, about, I wouldn't
3: go close to going there, but okay, that's yeah. cool.
0: Well, Ramita Jr. is a master, okay? Oh, yeah. and But he does not work the entire page like Bacallo. Bacallo's designing as he's penciling. Well it's they, funny they, it because in-
3: when I think of uh of, of Buckingham, one of the things I love about him on Fables is that he fucks with not just the you know, he does amazing uh line work, but but you know, he 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 loves to play with the with the borders of the yeah. page and he loves yeah. to play with the layouts and I love that. And it's like he uses the page and he remembers that comics are different. It's not storyboarding, it's comics, and I love right. that. Well, I said
0: mainstream. I don't consider You fables. don't consider me
2: fables.
3: Okay, fair no, enough. No.
2: Yeah, what what's mainstream anymore does matter.
0: Um, yeah, it does. All right, all right. <laughs> it <just>, it kind of <laughs> does.
2: Because you know, most of those guys um, do their own do their own stuff. So I mean, you'll see it you'll see it creep in there from time to time. So, mm-hmm.
0: but but they're I not. Have, have, mm-hmm. But the only, the thing that uh, differentiates the mainstream from the other stuff is the artist. How elitist you are. No, the artists, uh, uh, the artists on the mainstream work are not masters of their domain. In most cases, it's uh, a pay, it's a it's a paycheck.
3: Oh, I think that's you're selling them short. No, uh, you always,
0: the uh, well, when, when you when you take when you take an artist from book A and swap them on the book B, they they're not in, as invested in the work as Buckingham is on fables. Well, he, I mean, he's, you don't he's know the that artist of do. fables.
2: Uh, you, 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 don't, you don't know that. I don't buy hey, that, I'm, I, I'm sorry. Think, I don't buy like, Frank Cho
3: and Mike Norton and Dale Eaglesham and those guys aren't putting as much time and effort think, in their pages. as fucking him. I don't know. No,
2: apply but that. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, I, I think, I think Eric Canetti is one of the, one of the rising talents in, in this industry. And to see like what he did on Iron Man Mandarin was amazing.
0: Right. Um, I agree. But what, he what, doesn't, what, 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 no, what I'm saying no, is he doesn't own it. I will
2: say, I will say this. I think that, um, mainstream taste may force guys who have a little bit more vision, a little bit more um experimentation, it may force them to be on a different tier of books than mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know that you know it's uh uh Nathan Fox who is um I I think he's better than Paul Pope. Um Oh,
0: you're little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think he's better than Paul he's Poe. He's getting hot and, in
4: here. And
3: his main work was...
4: Yeah, I
2: know. I, I,
4: I,
3: I Although, we say all this, but then Tang Quatt <laughs> seems okay. to get a book from Marvel <laughs> yeah. every month, so I don't know how to... Hey, I, hey,
2: do hey. It. But hey, what? Fly. Well, no, what? what I was going to say, Nathan Fox, the mainstream work, is the do is like the you know uh god what was some secret invasion book that came out the week that that marvel released like 52 books or something zodiac zodiac yeah Yeah. Yeah. the zodiac
0: it was awesome it was great that was awesome
2: it was fantastic and if it had come out in a week that marvel had released only like 25 books um you know someone might have noticed it Mm -hmm. um you know but that that that's the thing i think I think that you still see experimentation and people pushing the bounds in mainstream, but it it almost happens as an accident and it happens in you know in in not the the a and and b tier of stuff for the most part
0: Let me clarify when mm-hmm. I, i'm not i'm not claiming that mainstream artists are not capable of work on the level of those, uh, on non-mainstream books. What I'm saying is, because they are not, they don't own the project, and I'm not saying own it in terms of possession. The, when you own something, you invest yourself 100% to a lot of the mainstream artists, um, they may be giving it at 100%, but the guys that are v- vested in the work like buckingham on fables dan clowes on his books there's a natural tendency to go beyond and to try different things and to in, invest more of yourself in it when you have a larger stake in the yeah. in the You're work vested. like the, right You're like the, I, i'm not mm-hmm. saying that uh I know. i'm not buying it dude but it's like, a, it's, a, it's Tony a, Moore a, on
3: Ghost Rider and and, and, and Castle is is beautiful as Tony Moore. Yeah, but on but,
2: that, but that's but that's Tony's first mainstream work, and I'm sure that he's just excited I mean. to be, you know, excited to be, you know, working on. He's wanted to do Ghost Rider forever, you know, and and working with with Rick on. on Temple Frank Smith Castle. on that Baroness
3: issue for IDW was as beautiful as Temple Smith on Thirty Days Thirty Days of Night.
0: Neither of which are mainstream works. That's what I'm saying.
3: Oh, it's a licensed property owned by Hasbro that he's going to pay the pay rate yeah. for. He has no ownership of it. I mean, it's, to your analogy, it's the same thing. He has no vested interest in making the G.I. Joe comic be great. It's a licensed work that he's one, one artist of a big you know, part of.
0: Yeah, but it's published in a different arena, though. There, there are things that are possible. There's more leniency when it's not published by the big two. There are things that they can do. You Do you think think Smith would ever get a gig on X-Men? Or, or Fantastic Four. I think Kevin's
3: got New Mutants. I
0: mean, yeah, that was yeah. a different time. Yeah, but, but uh, they're they're not going to allow an artist Lionel that U kind of leeway.
3: Not, some people hate Lionel Yu. He's not conventional. He gets big books.
0: Yeah, but he's still very realistic. Temple Smith is way out there. Well,
3: Temple As, Smith, I'll, I'll give you. But I mean, I, you say that, but then, like, I mean, uh, you know, St- Steve Sanders got
0: got sword, right? I mean, yeah, you could argue yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not.
2: But but Steve did it in a much more conventional style than you've seen other stuff of his.
0: And I'm not Even looking down Steve. my nose at any of the mainstream they, artists. <laughs> Jesus, I love them all. I'm, but but I just think it's it's a it's a instinctual to jump in and uh, sink way way down as opposed to something where you're you're on a book for two issues and then you're working on some other book. How how could an artist really get up and get get that? That momentum when they're moved around all over the place at the at the whim of the publisher that that's kind of what I'm getting into. He, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. It, it's, it's a tough call, and it's it's not elitist at all. I don't think it's not. <laughs> no, I'm, no, not I'm not. not I just, 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 just think we
2: have
3: so. to. Agree I am because agree I don't want to, to be, be pegged to dis- with that. I think we have to agree to disagree on this because I just think like uh, most of the artists that have done on work have also done. Big book work that I'm thinking of offhand that, that that you can compare the two, and I don't know that I can think of many them where I'd be like, "Oh, their creative work's way more, you know, intense or
2: detailed." Or I just don't see that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No,
0: that's so, you so, you, you so, can say. say a,
2: you, I, I think it's something you have to be careful of um, uh, making a blanket statement of, because um, I think yeah, some, so, some sometimes you'll you'll see guys that. Um, for their own stuff, for their creator own stuff, it, there's something extra there. You know, don't you know you can't you can't look at you know Mignola and say that there's not something extra there in the Hellboy stuff. You know,
3: that's it, not fair because Mignola started his career doing Marvel books and then he went to his own creator. and come back. Yeah.
0: Of... Oh yeah, Marvel. Uh-huh. He was on the Alpha. Flight. yeah
2: right hey man, sure. hey man, it's I'm saying. Like talked about I, well, I, like, I, mean, I yeah. Zombie last week, right. and when when allred does his creator own stuff i mean there's there's something mm. something tangibly different there that is that is just it's it's leveled up you know yeah. it's but, you but, you like quite quite
3: on all-star superman and 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 X Men mm-hmm. is is awesome and stylistically identical
2: to what he did with like a, a Wii Three. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't see any difference there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But to to work uh, that, against
0: yeah, my
2: that's argument, why said, that's why I said that we we shouldn't blanket state. Right. That. i, I, yeah. I
3: but you and Chris. You and I are on the same page on this one. Mm-hmm. I think Vince. Could, you're right, Vince. There are probably some artists where because it's their own work and they have ownership in it, they take a special a, a a little bit more of a vested interest. And in fact, actually, ironically, I would argue J R G R of late would be the best case for that because to me, Kick Ass had that special J.R.J. or something right. that we've seen in this Marvel stuff in the past, but of late, frankly, can, I
0: hadn't seen. You can tell uh, when, when yeah. Junior's yeah. interested in the book. You can yeah. tell. Yeah,
2: so yeah. I'll give you that.
3: But,
0: you, know, but, it's, uh, you know,
2: we, we talked Mike Perkins, um, and, you know, this that I mean, that is not... I mean, that's not a creator-owned book, him working on the stand, but you can tell that Mike is just just tickled pink to have a project that is his that he yeah. gets to put his artistic stamp on and I think that's a lot of it you know I talked to you know the all, you know the guys here in Chicago you know it's all the all the AC guests from the past and you can just tell that whenever they're excited to be on a project that there's just something you know, something that grabs them whenever you sit down at the drawing table and, and you're really excited for whatever reason, whether you own a piece of it or it's a character you love or, or a book that you've always wanted to draw
0: or Stephen King's name is on the cover. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's you know, so a, there's like a lot of could, eyes like, on him. I know
2: what you're saying, Chris, because you could
3: really yeah. tell like when he did that Black Panther commission. For me, that was something he was really vested in, and he did his yeah. great jobs. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, sh- he I'm was- sure he did, but he also knows that this is probably the bis- biggest exposure he's ever received. For sure. So he's, like, he's, ah, he's uh, going to yes, put... Yes, i a
3: Stephen King book, but now yeah. I'm going to be doing Woodrow's he- sketchbook. It's a bigger deal. Right. He's going <laughs> to put the tux on it.
4: <laughs>
0: but no, I, that Mike Allred thing you talked about, it, uh, to work against my argument uh ecstatics was absolutely every, was every bit as good as an x-force was uh, every bit as good as his creator-owned stuff but i think that's an anomaly because that was uh that was an indie book mainstream uh masquerading as a mainstream Dude, and you can't
3: tell me that that teen titans isn't isn't uh, every bit as good as as, as leaffield brigade come on
0: yeah, it's everybody's good. Uh, it is. You know, <laughs> I. I, <laughs> I, I
4: yeah, you know, that was at Michaels. L- Liefeld didn't do
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Shit.
0: <laughs> well, how about man. the. Well, I'll, g- I'll give you the. How, let's just, just say rock. young yeah, young boy. Young boy. I've grown to really admire Liefeld. I Dude, like You
4: his know,
3: blood. he's my boy. Dude, a few, few things make me get than when he, he he replies to a tweet of mine. I love tweeting with Robert, so.
2: Ha!
0: Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not ecst- a. a ecstatics
3: for...
2: is a real blind spot for me, and oh. I'm going to have to change that because I'm I'm turning into a, an even bigger Allred fan than I already yeah. was, and I've never read Ecstatics.
3: Well, um. you guys know that for me, quite and and Allred are the two guys that when we started the show I was shooting on, <laughs> right? And I've come full circle. I mean, I. And in fact, so much so that I would love to go – I have all that statics and X-Force issues he did, and I'd love to go back and reread them. I actually remember them quite a bit from when they came out because his style was so different at the time. time but uh, I would love to go back and reread them now because I had, like, such visceral hatred for how different it was at the time because I was such a zombie. <laughs> but uh, I think I'd quite enjoy them now because everything he's done since then uh, that I've been exposed to, I've, I've enjoyed quite a bit. So, And, and I, by the way, Chris, uh, you did a nice job – when you bowed out last week, you bastard, to record your little miss, uh, <laughs> but I listened to it. Uh, iZombie was terrific. I thought it was oh. a re- really great first issue, and uh, All Red was the toughest game. Laura was the tougher game, and uh, yeah. Chris Roberson is, uh, you know, so far so good for him. I mean, I have to say, yep. for for what little I've, I've read of him so far, he's off to a quite a good start. And he's, you know, he and Matt Sturge, I mean, uh, to, to whatever extent, you know, the, there's a Fables family. You know, he's, he's putting out, his protégés are, are earning their stripes. Right alongside, like the Jeff Johns proteges are running their stripes. I mean, I think those guys Sturgis and, and Robertson are, are, are young still, but they're getting off to hell of a good start to their careers.
2: They, I had a funny, uh, a funny uh, um, happening at the comic store. I uh, I, I got sent a, a black and white preview for the, for Eye Zombie before I um, did my interview with with Chris last week. And thanks for listening. Um, so I, I didn't have the actual issue, so I, I go to the comic shop tonight. And they're out of it. go to go to Dark Tower. They're they're out of it. I'm like, oh, son wow. of a bitch. That was like the one book I was really excited to see because I hadn't seen. You don't uh, have the list, Chris. Well, I, I I I didn't I didn't pre order it at Dark oh, Tower, and mm-hmm. so I was just going to pick it up off the shelf. And um I didn't. I, I really wanted to see Laura Red's colors on it because I had seen some of the preview stuff, but the the full issue I read was all black and white. So mm-hmm. I oh my oh man, you're out of that. And they had um uh they, they put the variant covers uh up behind the counter and mm-hmm. so they had they had the variant and they're like, Oh since you're a pull box member you can get it for half for half off so I got the the variant for like 5 bucks. And so it is the very first time I was like, "Oh, I don't want the Darwin Cook cover. I want the Mike allred uh, cover." So I was actually disappointed about getting the Darwin Cook cover, yeah. but uh, which is also which is also beautiful. But uh, nice. no, I, I got it and it's it's
0: awesome. So I I hope, would I hope people check it out. Love to be a fly on the wall and watch Laura Alred's coloring process.
2: Isn't uh-huh. she good?
0: almost too good, and there's something about her work that really makes me stand up and take notice. It's almost as if her husband is leaving some pencil shading in, because, uh, in addition to the inks, because there's a softness and a variation to the color that looks to me like she's coloring on acetate.
4: There's, oh, um, okay. the, the, this, when uh, Nitrogoto would ink him, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a fantastic for back up short story and and Laura colored her husband and and, and Nick Trigo did the inks on that and and yeah it was it, it in some cases it actually like it looked like my eyes were blurry or something but it 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 there was more than just the color there it looked like right I there's, there's some was,
0: there's some modeling going on that doesn't appear to be in The coloring, like uh, in the darker area, like say uh, a leg, in the in Mm -hmm. the areas in shadow, there's a there's a darker area area right next to the inked line that that makes it pop. No, it 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 looks like she's coloring on acetate. I I just I need to figure out how she does this Mm because if I I would love to be able to reproduce something like that. I, I need to know the tricks, and I'm thinking it's a combination of Alred giving her a little bit more to work with where if she's coloring on a layer and, you know, using multiply, that the pencils would add themselves to the color. I think that's how she's doing it, because it's almost like there's a shadow under some of her colored areas yeah. that looks like it's on a, a an acetate layer. But, I mean, you know she's not using acetate, not in this day and age. That'd be too time-consuming. Mm-hmm. So I need to know. Laura Allred, if you're listening, let nice. me know. Call me. Please, Call me. <laughs>
6: Hey, guys, what's up? This is Sean. I just want to take a moment out to say uh, thank you and give props to uh, Vince B. and Jason Wood um, for coming out to Super Show and, you know, actually being able to meet these cats face-to-face. You know, look, Vince, if I ever see you again at at a con or wherever, you know, I will approach you and I will talk to you, I will rap to you, and we will just talk. You know, you are a very humble dude, a wonderful person, Thank you for those DC Who's Who's issues, brother. You are a fantastic gent, and I can't say thanks enough. Really good dude. Now, Jason, my brother from another mother, my brother from another mother, like no other. You, that, you, my homeboy. Got number love for you. Nothing but love for you, man. You are a true gent. Also, um, thank you for contributing to um, to our raffle. Hook the, hook the cat up with a copy of Aphrodisiac, and. Um, you know, no, y'all two are just fantastic people. And, you know, I love that y'all got that comic swagger and that y'all love comics and y'all continue to spread the love of comics. I just think that's fantastic. And it was real cool meeting Marty Devine, too, because he was with y'all's posse. and just Y'all just nice people. I, you know, and I just, and I know there are more nice people on this planet, and I know there are more nice people on this planet that love comics, you know. And that show was proof of that, and it was just so nice meeting y'all. That's, that's all I wanted to say. And hopefully, in the near future, I get to meet Mr. Neesman and King Dap. Because I got to meet Dap. You know, my life will not be complete until I meet the Dap. So, um, until then, I would definitely talk to you guys in the near future. Please keep reading these comics. Please keep talking about these comics. And, um, Chris, you just keep that hang up, brother. <laughs> Stay strong, y'all.
3: Before we go any further, we need to have Dap talk about something. Because he wanted to talk about it last week. I know he wants to about it this week, and I got his back. So hit it.
0: I hope it's not Batman. No,
4: no, it's
3: not. It's not. No, Batman. no I'm actually.
4: I'm, I, 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 cut Chris off already. I talked about for Comic Book Day. I'm going to follow Woods' lead this time.
3: Dude, I can't because you're. You just read the. I, I don't know. What I, only, you read read what, I exactly, only read the first trade. Exactly, which is why so it's the I don't. First five issues.
0: Tell us well, what it is.
3: I don't remember what the fuck was. I, I don't Talk remember. Talk about it. Oh. Okay, we're talking about Terry Moore's Echo. Ooh. Which uh, is now up to well I've read through issue eight, 19. I think it's up for twenty one came in out reviews. Okay, right twenty one I think is already on the stands. Um, I have not read twenty or twenty one yet. I've read through nineteen. David uh, has read the first trade, which is what the first five or six issues. First five okay. Moon Lake, okay. yes. Okay, so the um, uh, the pr- the premise is essentially uh, at least through what David's read. Um, Basically, Julie Martin is a kind of down on her luck um, photographer, wildlife photographer. She is um, she's driving and she sees an explosion. Um, she starts filming it, and basically, it starts raining uh, metallic particles, and uh, it rains all over her. Um, she has no idea what you know what's happening or whatever, but she kind of embraces it, and the uh, the pellets rain down on her, and basically. Um, Form onto her body in in sort of a way, almost like a bra, into like this metallic bra, and it's uh, it's pretty clear that uh, this this isn't you know this is not a normal phenomenon, and this metal has got a lot of really um, fascinating properties, um, and uh, and pretty much because of all this happening, she gets embroiled in this 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 very uh, deep seated. Quasi-governmental, you know, conspiracy slash adventure, Um, and and really, we we're just sort of thrust into her world and. and she kind of is on the run and trying to figure out what it is and why the powers, why she has these powers and what they mean, and uh, and of course the the people that she's that, that that she got this 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 medal from are after her, and the police are after her and the government's after her, and she has a, a a male love interest who happens to be the former boyfriend of the woman who got blown up that was wearing the metal suit in the first place that she's now wearing, and uh, uh, it, it's just uh, it, it's. For those that read Strangers in Paradise, Vince, I know this will perk your ears up. Um, this is a real departure from oh, yeah. SIP, which which I love to death but, but was very much a soap opera. Um, it also had 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 some some darker, you know, mafia and sort of crime uh, undertones too but it was a, it's hard, a, a love story and, and, and a soap opera this at least through the 19 issues I've read is very much uh, a sci-fi adventure uh, yeah. much in the vein of a, a, of a for a modern vernacular like a 24 meets X-Files kind of thing I guess I mean I don't yeah. even know if that it's just you know sci-fi like a sci-fi uh, non-stop almost like an action movie you know like you,
2: she's you've, just, you've, got, you've got touches of you know uh, Incredible Hulk, because it's the, mm-hmm. the government that is, you know, chasing this, this, um, out of control, very dangerous entity. Um, and there's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, all American hero in there because she's, uh, has no, uh, no roadmap to the, to the powers that she has. So.
3: Yeah, and 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 Terry, and again, I I honestly don't remember what happens in the first five issues versus what happens after that. But, but Terry gets really deep with some of the science, um, and in fact, I've heard him talk about how some of the stuff he's put in there, he doesn't even know if it's if it's within the realm of normal of 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 potential quantum physics. Like he's consulted physicists to to talk about it, but he has no idea with some of the stuff he's written if it's even actually possible because um, he gets into some of the higher maths, like. Uh, like a oh, yes. fee and, and, and what it means to the universe and sort of how you can apply the quantum physics and Einstein's theory of relativity. But uh, but basically, you know, I mean, at its core, it's sort of a look into Julie and her supporting cast and what it means if sort of an average person that has flaws and her own personal issues she's dealing with in her real life all of a sudden gets thrust into this role that she is in no way, shape, or form prepared for. Um, and uh, it, it's it's been fantastic. I mean, it's a book that... You know, we're almost two years into it, and I, I, I think I've rarely talked about it on the show. And, Chris, I don't know. We really haven't talked about it. I know David just read it. But it really deserves the credit, that, that it more, more credit than we've given it. I mean, to me, you know, for a guy that, uh, that, that, that had a 10-year run on a creator-owned book with the success of Stranger in Paradise, uh, you know, both he and Jeff Smith, I think, had Herculean tasks with whatever they decided to do next. And, you know, obviously Jeff's doing Razzle and Terry's doing this. And they've, um,
2: both, they've both been phenomenal. But yeah, yeah, I There's, have to like, say, Terry more has been more prolific.
3: Right, Terry's been more prolific. He's almost got twenty. He's almost got you know effectively four trades worth of stuff out. Um, it's been just an absolute blast, and I, I am uh, I'm totally along for the ride. I think it's it's only set to go thirty thirty five issues, so it does have a, an ending in mind. It's coming up sooner, soon enough, probably in the next year, but. Uh, it's been really terrific and if you're at all interested in science or physics or um you know sort of the way that uh, uh the world is 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 all really uh, at the atomic level one and the same it's uh, it's it's fascinating he plays with a lot of big themes here but at the same time there's that undercurrent of of humanity important. yeah i mean you know there's there's you know julie's got a, a sister that's had a tragedy in her life and is now uh, pretty much a broken woman because of it uh the I don't know if you want to call her the protagonist, but the woman that's been kind of sent by the government to track down Julie Martin is, Ivy. you know, she's, she's, she yeah, comes Ivy. off as first as sort of a, a yeah, Ivy. She comes off sort of first as a, as a pretty standard villain, but, pretty quickly she, she's, she's she, not a she's first
4: she's, meet her, she's a mother absolutely right
3: yes and and i don't want to give away anything for you david especially if you plan on keeping i don't know if you plan on keep keeping going with it but if you do yes. um the 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 maternal the, the the push and pull between ivy's role as a mother of a of a child who's got issues versus her role as being tasked to bring julie in is a is a is a, a very key theme in the book i mean she she really wrestles with that because they're, they're, they're at one point they become diametrically opposed from one another um, so uh, it 's just been terrific i mean i, I can 't say enough about it and i 'm trying to be vague because I think it 's very much a plot driven book and i don 't want to give away the big reveals because that 's kind of the fun of the book is kind of finding out what you're sort of, this, this, this situation is thrust upon her in the first few pages of the series, but then from there you begin to discover why it's significant and how it evolves, and, and with each, with each passing issue, her, her understanding of it, as well as the significance of what it's doing to her, uh, just grows by leaps and bounds. And so, I, yeah. I mean, I don't. Again, uh, I'd love to hear, David, what you think of it because, again, I think you've read just the first arc, and so I think you have yet to. You're sort of at the early stages of the journey. But I mean, what do you think of it? Do you think it's worth to those who who be think about? Do you, are you planning on going forward with it? And what are your thoughts so far?
4: Yes, I'm. Uh, Renee is a huge Strangers in Paradise fan. She, I don't think What's she's that? going to. Um, uh, she's not real big on science fiction. I'm, I'm going to keep getting the trades because I want to continue reading the story if, if she reads it super. Um, I, super. super I just, I think, <laughs> um, I, I was immediately taken with, with the art. I mean, I know Terry does phenomenal work, but, um, He's a How? fantastic cartoonist. He really he is. is. It's and, crazy. I mean, and, and it's, I mean, there, there, are things in here that look a little manga-esque, but I mean, but then you have the detail yeah. in like, in some of the wildlife or, or the vehicles or just, you know, the expressions on the He draws face.
2: such beautifully realistic women, mm-hmm. I mean, women that look yeah. real, that don't yeah. look I, I idealized. I, right. I love, there's right, no, like, like, there's, there's no white, white queen in
4: here.
1: Right, like
3: there's a scene with Julie in one of the more recent issues um, where she's taking her shirt uh, and bra off for a specific reason. I'm not going to get into um, for for David and, and those who haven't read it, stake, But she's doing this, and and I had to applaud him because. She's an attract. He draws her. She's she's a very attractive woman, clearly, um, and she's got a great figure. And I think in real life she'd be one of those women where you're like, wow, she's really hot. But he, as she's sitting with her shirt off and her her bra off, she has a little bit of a belly, and he draws her with her uh, just like say an inch or two of 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 like little belly. You know, mm-hmm. like like flub hanging over her her panties, and and again, like that's real woman. That, that's go- she's still a gorgeous. She looks wildly attractive, but almost doing that makes her more attractive because that's a real yeah. woman. You know, that's not like yeah, a she, let me she's, sit down Indian style and have an eight pack, right? Like she's she's <laughs> she's got a little bit of a, of a belly because she's not. You know, presumably she's a real woman. She's not doing a thousand crunches a day, yeah. and she, and she's that's a beautiful
2: woman. But she's not afraid to have a cheeseburger occasionally. Precisely, you know? yeah, it's yeah. it's
4: great, it's great. Yeah. The uh, the. Every character, it it feels real. I mean, from Julie to to Dylan. I mean, even when we first meet Dan, who who owns the bar, who, yeah, who helps Dan's them right. get away by the uh, by the end of the first trade, and it, I mean just when you think, and I'm, I'm the first first trade just really, I and mean, after we see what happens to the original owner of the suit, and and you think that okay, now now it's just. Now it's Julie's story. But before you get to the end of that fifth issue, it brings you back to that beginning. And I was and, and so, so now na now, now that there's a little bit more of that sci fi touch to it, but now you're like, Okay, now you really want to see the bad guys get theirs and, and, yeah. and, and her story's not over and now it's tied in. and and about maybe halfway through I realized how I I realized a neat little trick that that Terry does. I don't know if he did this in Strangers in Paradise. When the women speak, their word balloons are rounded and the men's are all squared off. So you, you know always, what I, I have you know, to say I've never noticed that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's you, amazing. You can, you can tell so even if off panel if someone's speaking you can tell mm-hmm. if it's a man or a woman. So even if you don't know if if someone said something and you might and it's off panel you don't know if, if Ivy said it or one of the dudes from, huh. from Henry I said it but that. but if, if so I'm I'm You're right, fl- though. I'm I flip it through and I'm like, I'm like wait so, so there is like right. two different panel two different word balloons on on this on, in this panel but um, um. Even, even Julie's ex-husband, and, and and when we meet him, we when 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 they have their conversation in the first book, you you, you at the beginning you feel bad for her because she's she, she's out in the desert, she's taking these pictures. She gets home, she's got her dog waiting for, her, and and there's like no food in the fridge, and, and and the answer machine's going off with all these bills. She's that a mess. Paid. She oh, is yeah. a mess. And then and, and you feel bad for her, and then you find out kind of what. A little bit of what she put her ex-husband through, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, okay, so I don't see the mess now- for a
2: reason." <laughs> and, yeah. and, I'm,
4: and and I, and he's not a dick for leaving. It's like you know, right. so you just you you're, you're invested in pretty much every single character in here, and 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 you know, it, this is what I was talking about before with you know with the Sixth Gun. It's like, oh, okay, good. Now, now, this is a book that that the government and the military is involved in, and do I really want to read something with these? themes and and yeah i kind of do i i uh i'm i'm i believe i ordered the second trade already i'm not going to read every trade that's out now i want to be a little behind so that that i can i'll I'll just i don't want to sit through and read four trades and in a weekend i'll 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 order them and and i'll i'll read them slowly i guess but uh but no i i i need to see this story to its to cool. its end and 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 could go along for the ride it's all mm-hmm. the characters are great the story is great the art's fantastic and 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 i care about the characters good or bad i, I care yeah. about the characters in this book
3: well i will say this uh, i did just check uh david the uh th- that is a device he's using in this uh series which that's great that you caught that because i didn't notice it but uh, he does not do that in transverse in paradise I just oh. checked uh, the uh, the omnibus, so uh, and it's not in there. Um, but uh, but I also will say, um, you were mentioning that uh, you know there was the former bearer of the suit, and uh, obviously Dylan was uh, was it was Annie was her, was her name. Annie yes. was uh, D- Dylan's girlfriend before he gets sort of intertwined with Julie. Um, again, without uh, I don't think I'm giving away uh, too much by saying that Annie's Annie's role in this book is not at all done. Uh, no, I wouldn't think, I think yeah, so. so. uh but yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I'm I'm glad you both liked it because um uh, I know I know Terry's not exactly Vince's cup of tea, but I I, I just think uh he's an well, amazing true. cartoonist.
0: Yeah. You you will you will never hear me knock Terry Moore's drawing or right. no, I know. storytelling ability. Yeah. yeah, I just he yeah. just it's not, no, not my thing. No, it's fine.
3: Yeah. But uh no, I, I think this is great and, and it's um according to Terry he – you know he's got an ending for this in mind relatively soon, and then he's actually got another project he's ready to roll with. So I'll be really interested to see if he kind of goes back a little bit more towards the SIP, just just you know more relationship-driven thing, or if he's got something totally totally new in mind. But uh, but in the meantime, um, I'm really really glad that, uh, that that I've decided to come along with Echo and and um, yeah, like I said, it's a book that that. Had I had to do it all over again, I would have mentioned more often, because it's 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 definitely one it of my desert, favorite... It, does, it deserves yeah, to be talked about. It's one of my favorite, yes. most consistently favorite indie books, and it's one of those books that's so good. You know, the, the the books that are so good, they seem to go by real fast. I mean, I do read this in monthly. I read a lot of indie books in, in trade. I try to these days, because you, sometimes you never know if you're going to ever see the end of it. Um, but this one I do read month. Well, I should say, not monthly, but I read it as it comes out in issues, and uh, it just goes by really fast. It's one of those books that doesn't feel like 22 pages. I mean, it's just it feels like boom. It's just because it's so quick hitting, and you just can't wait for the next, next, next round. So, yeah, I'm psyched. You guys like you both like it because yes, oh, have bumped yeah. me out of you. <laughs> you know, it's cool. It, cool.
2: It, it, it's good comics. Nice. There you go.
0: What do you want to talk about? I got two things. I'll let you guys. You said decide. you got
3: like 18 things. So hit. I do. But we. Us, you I said
0: you're going to hit us with like five or six real quick. So right we're we near the end. So hey, you got to pick. Dude, we got you, so much you, time, Vince. Yeah, Alright, okay, cool. You want to talk about uh, hulked out heroes or haunt?
4: Well I don't think, when you feel comfortable. I don't I don't I don't have the hulked out heroes and I think I had the first haunt trade on my order, but then I realized that it, it's haunt. It, yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I checked it off. <laughs> so yeah. But you can talk about whatever you want,
0: Bo. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember Jason not digging haunt. Is that do, do does my memory serve me well here?
3: Uh, you are correct, sir. I, I pre-ordered the first three issues, and wow,
0: two episodes in a row! I gotta part ways with you,
3: but I redeemed with Darkwing Duck last last week. So yeah,
0: I, no, but last week we talked about something. Then oh, the the superpowers thing. You were not yeah, digging, yeah. yeah. And I gotta say, I there's nothing I don't love about Haunt.
3: It's cool. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, just so I know but, Zach Cruzie's enjoying it, and I know. I mean, I. I like I said last week, anytime one of my buddies is enjoying a comic that is isn't group cool. for me, I, I, it makes me happy. I'm, I'm fine. Well, you know yeah. what?
0: Because Chris wants me to talk about it, I want to talk about Hulked Out Heroes. Oh, nice. Yes.
4: Dude. David. It, Umberto.
0: It's it, written by Jeff Parker. Two issue miniseries, three ninety nine a really? pop. Okay. okay. R-
4: Rawhide Kid on the cover right. of second issue.
0: Written by Jeff Parker, is it penciled the, the gay by Rawhide
4: Kid, or is it the? Uh, right
0: uh, comic? Uh, uh, you'll there's, see. There's only. There's only one. Penciled I, by Umberto Ramos. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, now see, now, now you got me interested because I like both those guys.
0: Inked by Carlos Cuevas and colored by Edgar Delgado. Yes. I, I really hate resorting to using this word when I describe a book, but... It's awesome. No, it's fun. There's nothing about these two ah. issues that is not fun. Paint the picture. That mysterious time platform of Dr. Dooms that everybody in the Marvel Universe seems to know about these days. AIM knows about it. I mean, it's being used to death, especially in the Fall of the Hulk storyline. Everybody's mm-hmm. jumping around on Doom's time platform. Well, uh, that desert hideaway, that Thundra hit it when she took Banner and the Red Hulks, I'm assuming, DNA to the future. Um, the events of Fall of the Hulk's the Red Hulk employed Deadpool to help him out in that battle aboard the Hell Carrier. And in that skirmish, Deadpool got coated, well, a bunch of people got coated with this gamma-irradiated cosmic goop. Uh, and Deadpool turned into Hulkpool. The absolute opposite of Deadpool. He does not believe in killing. And he hates his progenitor because of what he is he hates deadpool and he wants to eradicate him from time so hulkpool and hydra bob you remember hydra bob from the deadpool yes, series yes. they they take dr doom's time platform and they jump through time in search of deadpool that's the premise that's all you need to know you do you ha- you do not know have to know the events of Fall of the hulks you don't even have to know who deadpool is to enjoy this their, their first jump, all the way back to, in publication time, July 1962, to Fantastic Four number 5. Actually, I think it's in the 1700s. Remember when Doctor Doom shot Ben back to the days of Blackbeard the Pirate and Ben became Blackbeard? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Deadpool, uh, Hulkpool, uh, jumps back and is a member of Blackbeard the Pirate's crew. And it's the thing. <laughs> and, and not only no yes not only is it cool because it's the thing as a pirate but mm-hmm. the story and this is to Parker's credit also features Doom in the time platform so thematically it works the Hulkpool's using the very same device to go back to Blackbeard's time that Doctor Doom used to throw the thing back there it's very cool um, so we get pirate Blackbeard Ben Grimm, you get Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. How can you say no to Devil Dinosaur? If you do, you, you are an evil, evil person. You, you can't. Uh, Umberto Ramos drawn Devil Dinosaur, it's gorgeous. So after um, that, they jump to 1873, and David's going to freak out because they encounter Hawkeye and the Two-Gun Kid. And what miniseries is this attached to now? Hawkeye okay, and the Two-Gun Kid. Avengers Forever. It ties into Avengers Forever.
6: It Really? Bad? Yeah, no. yes. Oh, shit. That's awesome. yes, it does.
0: shit. you talking about the It's crazy. After they jump uh, from 1873, they go to Europe, 1945. You know where this is going. The very same day Captain America lost a sidekick, Bucky, to that experimental aircraft. Oh, Jesus. No, wait. Or in this case, um, it's not a plane. It's a rocket. I'm assuming it's a German V-2 rocket. And, uh, Bucky is grabbing onto it right when Hulkpool warps in from the time platform. And I'll, I'll let you in on it. He saves Bucky. Okay. And, and, and not only saves Bucky, but he uses the rocket to put the kibosh on the Red Skull and Hitler. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, shit. crazy. It's nuts. And because the, the Hulkpool's jumping all around all over the place, he's creating this alternate timeline and uh, neat thing. Uh, one of the superhero community ends up becoming president. We get to see okay. uh, a pre-accident Steven, Stephen Strange. Hulkpool warps into the Fantastic Four on the day of their launch. Donald Blake is fighting rock Rocky aliens that we eventually know are uh, Cronin's. Uh, f- that eventually appear in um, Korg in the Planet Hulk storyline. Peter Parker has yet to be bitten by the spider. Bruce Banner, it's a pre-gamma uh, irradiated Bruce Banner which kind of would negate the whole storyline but doesn't because it's an alternate timeline. And one of the coolest things, uh Matt, young Matt Murdock is crossing the street oh and God. someone saves him from... Being uh dumped on by the radiated goop, and I'm not going to say who it is, but let's just say I wish that the person saving him was hit by the 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 truck and not Matt murdoch um so you kind of get an idea who it is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's Dan mm-hmm. <laughs> right. it's so much fun but it's great you you get to see all this beautiful wacky crazy antics drawn by umberto ramos there's a series there's a sequence in the second issue where deadpool is in a strip club and like tiki said uh ramos leaves very little to the imagination there's a panel that i was stunned got through because it's a teen plus book and uh there's a Part where Deadpool is putting a dollar in a stripper's garter belt, and it's cheesecake, but it's it's not explicit at all. I don't want to go down that road because it's not, but it's very uh, sexy.
2: Up. Well, this will give me a chance to tell you guys about Blackest Night Director's Cut.
0: I heard that was pretty dope.
2: It was it was awesome, and if you are a uh, if you're an Ohatmu guy, uh, official oh, handbook Marvel shit. Universe. <laughs> Who are you this, talking this is, to? This is, this is right up your alley as far as just uh, a really nice behind-the-scenes look into the making of a mega event. You've got... Um, um, I mean, this is basically Jeff John saying, here's all of the really cool shit that, that went into making this. Um, it, it's got um, basically like a director's commentary on the first issue, like page-by-page page director's commentary. Um, then it gets into... Um, uh, all of the all of the covers, um, are are shown for like the entire Blackest Night series, um, like favorite quotes from from different uh, from different characters throughout, and the different reveals, and then uh, kind of the uh, the Ohatmu part is at the very end. You've got character designs for pretty much each and every Black Lantern character, from like. Black Lantern Superman to um, some of the you know really really minor folks like you know uh Black Lantern Strike or or Punch um and yeah it gives a little synopsis of of each character and why they were kind of important in each one um there's some some cool uh unpublished stuff uh, apparently there was a plan to make Kilowog a black lantern <laughs> and they decided against it but there's um some really cool uh unpublished a uh, greg horn cover of of black lantern kilowog and they decided that the um that they didn't have time to kind of tell that story, I guess is, is, is where they were going with it. But, uh, um, scripts, uh, there's, I think the, the, uh, entire script for the first blackest night issue, um, the DC direct, uh, uh, figure, Creation, you know, like some of the original um, uh, modelings for those, and it shows the entire uh, Blackest Night action figure line. It's uh, just for yeah, for a nice behind-the-scenes look at Blackest Night. It was it was really cool. I mean, it was six bucks, but I mean, it really is something that you can sit down and it's meaty if you like reading original scripts and that kind of stuff. It was very very cool.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. that! I heard it,
2: was, it, it, I heard it was a departure from
3: like the uh, like. I think a lot of people have a stigma about director's cuts being just sort of, you know, oh here's okay. here's the book for of yeah yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. No, I heard it, was, it was it was
2: yeah it was meaty. It was there was cool. a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, let me stop
3: at Midtown and, and check it out because I I didn't pre-order it because I just assumed it was like every other director's, but uh, but I've heard uh, but a person this week that I've heard is uh, said it's it's worth a check out so.
2: Yeah, if you were—I mean, this is for people that, after the fact, if you really enjoyed Blackest Night, this is kind of a a nice walk back to the beginning and and just kind of the setup for a lot of stuff. And yeah, it's just it's just a nice capper to 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 the to the series. So cool. cool. There you go. All
0: right, back to Hulk out heroes. Yes. Where, where was I? Oh, half naked Umberto Ramos hotties. But Jason, you always seem to have issue with writers not getting the feel of the Deadpool, not tapped into that Deadpool vibe.
3: Uh, well, I I just think that he's a character that. Because he's so much driven by humor, right? There are guys that get him and guys that don't, and again, that's personal preference, right? I'm sure there's right. guys that I'm sure there are readers out there that love Deadpool when I hate him and hate Deadpool when I love him. But gotcha. yes, I would agree with what you're saying. Yes,
0: but uh, okay, I will say that Parker, to my perception, gets mm-hmm. Deadpool because the dialogue.
3: Surprised because Parker's the fucking man. It's the oh, dialogue
0: yeah. is is snappy. The the mm-hmm. the sequence where Hulkpool... Sa- saves uh, Doctor Strange during the accident. He, he says, uh, he calls him a stupid mustache. You almost hit mm-hmm. tree and mangle hands, which then lead to pilgrimage to Tibet to find old sorcerer, like it always does. <laughs> <It's>
1: just, uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
0: on the ship. Pirate Ben says, woo I'm making you my first mate. And Hulkpool says, Ooh, slow down. We just now meet, Thingbeard. <laughs> he, he calls Captain America Captain Jamiroquai. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome.
4: That's
0: funny
3: as hell. I mean,
0: that's a, that alone is worth buying, these that two is. issues. But in addition to all the great story and art, you get concept sketches by Ed McGinnis, and other artists for the Hulked Out heroes that will appear in World War Hulks, which is really cool. Okay. And in the second issue, you get a couple previews pages from, um let's see, uh, Hulk twenty-two, with the Hulked Out Wolverine and Spider-Man fighting the Hulk and Thor. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great stuff. Great Sweet. stuff. And this is good stuff too. But uh, I'll, I'll make it quick on Haunt because we don't have much time. Well. Oh.
2: Oh, I thought it was one or the other.
0: No, I'm going to be selfish. Oh,
2: <laughs> no, I just want to. I hey, just want to you, say you're Bogart. Before you
3: move on, you said that you said last week, as I recall, that you were kind of a little, a little disappointed by by the Hulk that heroes that it was kind of like getting a little overplayed. So it seems like you've come around a
0: bit. I was d- disappointed a little bit of the inclusion of Deadpool yeah. in the story, <laughs> but. <laughs> it's not Deadpool, it's, it's Hulkpool, which is completely different no i, I, I this the, these two issues really warmed me up to it, and I don't know how much of a part Hulkpool will actually play in in um, World War Hulk, so I don't know It, it, was, it was just Deadpool oversaturation for me. It's just, he's everywhere i, I love I really like the character, I love him, but it's, there's a point where uh, it's too much. And hey,
3: you heard me I said that, uh, you know, of all, I,
0: wow, did we lose Jason? What the hell? The did mute he button. Mute? Yeah, you got the mute button. Ah, fucking mute uh, button. <laughs> uh,
3: I said, I got your back. I said, i as, as, as of this month, I'm only ordering the main Deadpool title again. All, yeah. all the rest, all the rest, you know, I'll, I'll pick them up if I can or in trade or in, you know, discount bins, but I'm just, it's enough's enough, you know,
0: I don't, it's, I'm with you. I hate to say it because, uh, like I said during Spider-Man, it's just more of a good thing. In the case of Deadpool, they're fun comics, and they're, uh, by and large, written and drawn very well, but it's it's just too much, just too much. Yeah. And I, yeah, But on Haunt, I'll trim it down to the most notable thing about the issues I've read, and that is Todd McFarlane. I, uh, I'll preface this by saying I really like Todd's drawing style, and I always have. But I think he's a far better inker than he is a penciler. Not by that. He he okay. does things with ink that are astounding, and and what's really neat about it, uh, looking at the first issue, his inks are impeccable. They're gorgeous, and uh, by and large, it's a standard. Uh, and I shouldn't say standard, but it's that uh, idiosyncratic McFarlane style over Otley's pencils. They work really well together. But if you notice, those of you who are reading it, as the issues progress, McFarlane seems to be letting Otley's pencils do a lot of the talking in in, mm-hmm. s- in some sequences. So I, mean, I should. I don't know whether it's ex- uh, a desire for expediency or laziness on McFarlane's part, or if he, uh, let's be honest, McFarlane is a seasoned illustrator. He knows what works and what doesn't. I-, I don't know whether he has recognized that Atlee's pencils are amazing. He's letting a lot of the pencils come through and inking the parts that he thinks needs to be embellished, uh, especially in, like, Issue 5, Towards the end, there are a lot of Otley pencils coming through, and the combination of that texture and and sh- shading, so to speak, of Otley's pencils and McFarlane's very strong inks, haunt is a really gorgeous book. i uh, it's it blew me away just how <sighs> how how tight it is, uh, and it's it's all over the place. I mean, it's not just mm-hmm. the typical Spawn esque. Uh, larger than life characters. I mean, Otley's drawing real world situ- situations and technology and talking heads and just like interpersonal communications and he draws everything well. And McFarlane must be picking up on the guy's vibe because it's stunning. Just great to look at. Uh, that what was, you were going to say something, mm, You You don't like the way uh, it looks or?
3: Um, in and of itself, like by itself, if I was just to look at the book with having in a vacuum, I think the, look, the book looks fine. But I honestly think being a fan of Otley, a fan of McFarlane, and a fan of Capullo, that this is a case where the the sum is is less than the, the individ- wow. constituent parts. Because I think the three of them individually are also distinctive and talented yep. that yeah. I'd rather see Capullo – Pencils and inks. I'd rather see McFarlane the way i used to seeing McFarlane, and I'd much rather see Otley the way I see Otley in Invincible than I would like to wow. see the amalgamation of them. Like, I just don't. Yeah, it, like, I think kinda, the kinda, amalgamation like a, is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like, like a I think super, the amalgamation just doesn't
3: work. Right, exactly. Uh, you, like you're both forwards. crazy.
0: You're both nutty. I think, I think oh, the amalgamation
3: yeah. is, is is better than than many out there, yeah. but I think that it's not better than the individuals who are all really masters of their craft. And but to me, really, Vince, honestly, the art in and of itself, it's it's not. Like I said, I don't think it's it's as good as the constituents. But for me, it's not about the art. My disappointment. It's 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 it's, it's to me an extremely. Cliched, hackneyed story that I think, Kirkman yet again proving that when this isn't one of his babies, he phones it in. I, I, I wow. think that that I I'm still waiting to read the first thing I re- the next thing I read from Kirkman that isn't Walking Dead or Invincible that, that I enjoy will be the first thing. I, I just right. think that he he just
0: doesn't. <laughs> I I
2: yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of you know what we were talking about with artists earlier. I think can equally equally happen with writers. And not not that I mean, Kirkman's done some um, some creator-owned stuff that's been, eh, but yeah, it's like his mainstream stuff. Very very different to me from an enjoyment level than than the stuff that you can tell that you know pays the pays the electric bill. Well, you know?
0: I, I know Jason probably picked up on it, but did you? I'm going. I have to ask. Did did you catch the nuances? Did you read the whole first arc, or did you just bottom just out? Just the first few issues. Oh, okay. Well, the, the first arc it takes five issues and Otley's mm-hmm. off after five and, yes. uh, Greg Capullo is the regular pencil, penciler with issue six. And mm-hmm. to be fair, Otley's great, but when you have a master like Capullo, uh, setting the pace, because Capullo did the layouts, yeah. it's, it's really hard to fail when you got a guy like that driving the bus. I mean, the, the storytelling, uh, the first five are fantastic and Otley is just, taking the lead from Capullo, not to shortchange him, but like I said, when when you have uh Capullo setting the pace, kinda hard to stumble. But anyway, there's it's really subtle. It it happens slowly. It starts off where Daniel, the priest, you think because he is uh sleeping with prostitutes, and he's surly, and he's, you know, visually an unkempt kind of guy, you think, okay, this is the scumbag of the duo. But as as the series progresses, Kirkman flip-flops it. Daniel starts becoming the good guy, the upstanding guy, and his brother Kurt, who is this special operative working with this mysterious organization and you think okay here's a noble upstanding guy he's going into this this uh to rescue this geneticist who uh is Doing experiments, and he when he once he realizes that the guy has taken his humanitarian efforts of trying to halt these uh, the the aging process, and he's militarized his research, and he's doing disgusting, horrible experiments on this group of homeless Bolivians. Uh, Kurt kills him. So you think, all right, this guy is he's upstanding and and he has a a moral code, but once the series progresses the the roles of the two flip flop. Uh Kurt becomes a scumbag. Not not only did he take uh he, did he steal the love of Daniel's life, uh, Amanda, away from him, he married her, and then he cheats on her with Pretty much everybody in uh, in arm's length. He cheated on her with uh, the director of this or uh, the assistant director of this organization. He has this other thing going with this rogue agent Mirage. He's he is the scumbag of the duo. And you're initially led to believe that it's Daniel, but over the course of the five issues, the roles reverse. That's kind of neat. That you know, Kirkman's pushing you in one direction, then he comes out from behind you. Uh, uh, you know, I flip flopped it. I thought it was cool anyway, but um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's just me. Um,
3: well, I didn't read the. I mean, I didn't read the last issues four and five, so I can't really speak to that. But
0: yeah, and I have to admit, the character is reminiscent of a lot of other characters we've seen from these gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, he's it's very haunt is very spawn esque. Yeah, and the ectoplasm type stuff that seems to squirt from him, you get a real. Strong Spider-Man vibe out of it in some spots. That's the thing,
3: dude. See, I mean, and again, I, I maybe it's unfair, but I'm, I'm not the only person that sees spawn meets venom right which is like so classic McFarlane. Like, yeah the, like i mean
0: there I, is one sequence know. where the haunt is is uh and for those who don't know haunt is a combination of the two characters it's the living yeah. daniel kilgore and his deceased brother kurt who has been bonded to him because of a blood bonded because of the disastrous uh events of uh kurt's death you know they haven't really explained what?
3: like you you said that you because we talked last week just for a smidge about Magdalena, and you said you wasn't really your cup of tea largely because of you know that she's you know the the Catholic yeah. warrior and descended from I'm just surprised that 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 this doesn't irk you too because I guess for me being an atheist but being raised Catholic and having a Catholic wife like I, I just like it turned me off from jump street when it was just like oh, here we go again, like, let's do the cliched Catholic priest who's really a uh, sinner and uh, womanized. It's like, really, like, I mean, is that not, like, the most cliched thing ever? Like,
0: well, I don't think, have, no, I don't uh,
3: I, I, I mean, to me, it was just like, really, I mean, he has to be a Catholic priest? Like, to me, that loses all significance. Like, okay, here we go, another Catholic priest that's, that's a sinner. Like, well, I just okay. think
0: it's a ridiculous stipulation of uh, entry into the church that these priests be celibate. That's ridiculous. You can't... Well, do, no, but... How well, can anyone... That,
3: though, but, I mean, the, the, the issue starts out with, like, he's banging out this chick, and then it's like, oh, let me put my collar on and shock the world that he, I'm actually a Catholic priest. Like, but who's shocked by that? Because it's, like, such a convention now. When you see a Catholic priest, you're like, oh, but I, bet yeah. I bet he's... I something after,
2: wrong After Garth Ennis, we just don't need to do it anymore.
3: Yeah, like, but, you want to shock happens. me in a comic? You want to shock me in a comic? Show me a Catholic priest is actually a devout... Upstanding moral dude, that shocks me in a, in a comic. It just seems like, it just seems like a story. Again, I, again, I don't want to smirch your enjoyment of it, but but of like of the hundreds of comics I've read this year, if not thousands, Haunt struck me as one of the most cliched stories that I've read. Like it was just like was, convention after convention after convention.
0: Well, I'm not seeing it. I don't know. Uh,
2: it's, it's very nineties, and that's. Yeah, so I think a thing right. There, a bad there, thing. But there was Last a lot time. of awesome
0: comics in the '90s. I, I don't. I, I didn't I, say that was like, a
2: good thing or a bad thing. No, I'm just. It feels. It feels of an era, and that's.
0: It made me want to go or back or
2: and
3: read the Spawn first twenty-five issues over again.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, there's a neat little visual. Um, connection between issues one to five and six remember the f- very first page of the first issue where you, that sequence you're talking about where where daniel's banging out the prostitute yeah. the way the panels were laid out they they uh greg capullo duplicates that in the sixth issue which is a standalone Respect. issue it, it visually it's the same sequence of panels but in this case it's with kurt and um mirage because Kurt and Mirage, see, that's the whole thing. When when Kurt killed Doctor Schillinger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was an ulterior motive for that. Okay. There was something planned. I won't spoil it, but uh, and the first page of issue six, he uses that visual motif again, exactly the same way that he did in the first issue to bind the to bring the two stories together. It's really nicely done but i uh, i'm really digging on the series
3: i'm glad i mean it's, uh, it's it's selling reasonably well so you're not alone i mean
0: I love the, I love the fact that it's, it's a guy who, uh, fish out of water with, with Daniel trying to, I mean, he has to, he, he's not used to killing people. His brother, of course, is being this, yeah. this special soldier and he, he's the body of the haunt. So he has to physically kill these people and heads are flying and, you know, guts are streaming all over the place. And there's a point where he kind of starts digging it. So it, it's, it's, uh, both of them are kind of leveling out in 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 terms of who they were. I, I love it, I, I, and I, visually, Capullo is one of my favorite artists, right? And I'm just well, tickled talked by
3: about Capullo when he was doing Spawn. Well, that you were a big yeah, fan, so yeah,
0: huge as David would say, huge, huge. Ca- Capullo fan. It's good I, stuff. Yeah, I it, I don't want to. I'm not going to say popcorn. It, it's an enjoyable read for me. Every, every issue has not failed to to uh, just. Thrill me so that's for well, two two ninety nine.
3: I know we're running late, but I can't leave the episode on a downer where where you're sad that I'm not that I'm shitting on a book that you uh you enjoyed so much. So right. so let me just give a quick shout out to something I read uh, today, which I know you'll and you'll be happy about, which is West Coast Blues. Mm-hmm. Oh yay! Which you read too, right, Chris? Oh Tardy's a fucking animal, isn't
2: he? Yeah
0: yeah yeah monster. So
3: Jacques Tardy and Jean Patrick Manchet. Uh, I've had, I have all three volumes that have come out by Fantagraphics so far of their nice. their collaborations, but this is the first I've read. Um, it's unbelievable. It's it's it's
4: <laughs> absolutely
3: <laughs> unbelievable. Nice. I, mean, uh, I will say, uh, it, it, if you it, have, if, if you have three. a an aversion to uncircumcised Peanuts you,
1: don't
0: want to
3: read this book. But <laughs> you know that
0: pops up a lot in Tardy's work. There's a lot sure, of dicks in his
3: book. It reminds you that many, many of our listeners, being Americans, are likely circumcised or, or Jews like David. Uh, but uh, but uh, but yeah, but but uh, in Europe, you know, they're not as quick to the uh, circumcision, and uh, there are a lot of uncircumcised penises in this book. But aside from that, uh, I thought it was terrific. I mean, this dude goes on a hell of a ride, huh? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like one minute, he's like in the mundane salesman married to a wife that, you know, they bang it out like once a week and he's got the kids nagging him and they go on the vacation, doesn't really want to go on, and then it's like,
2: he's out. <laughs> it's
3: like, he yeah. rolls right
0: out, dude. It's I, like, and it's just like at the drop of a hat, he just yeah. yep.
2: bounced. And just now bounced. I need to go fuck people up. Yep, yeah, just bounces
3: and uh, and then and then goes full circle, right? And then ends up kind of back where it was in the beginning. It's uh, yeah. it's terrific. I have to say, and and the dialogue, it's just—I don't know if it's a translation thing or it's just intentional, but it's just so it straightforward. Yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. just like I am, I do this. This yep. is me. Like, it's not like there's not really a lot of alliteration, or or or, or there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of of, of of artfulness to the dialogue as it's as it's written in the in this mm. translation but in a way it's almost kind it, of it, part it, of the it
2: was, it was kind of like reading like a french parker novel
3: yeah sort of exactly yeah. um but uh you know i'm familiar with Tardi from from jonah hex and stuff but uh but uh the, this this book obviously very different from that uh in, in the art style as well as the sensibility but uh you know, terrific, and a little evocative of, uh, maybe you guys can help me out, what was the James Bond movie where the two assassins, the gay assassins,
0: were part of the movie? Um, you know, that
3: you remember, there were the two gay assassins.
0: I, I've never seen a James Bond movie.
4: What? <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> really? I,
0: I've seen maybe ten minutes of Moonraker. Oh, and, my God, really? Yeah, yeah, how is that yeah. possible? That is just <laughs> shocking to me. I, I really? just, yeah. Yeah, uh, and just you already?
2: are thinking of oh. Oh. Di- Diamonds Diamonds Are Forever. No?
0: Maybe.
3: You know what I'm talking about there, right, Chris? Like there's yeah. the guy with yeah. the like, – they're hippies and the one guy's got the long hair, the mustache, and he's got his – and they're, yeah. they're assassins, but they're partners. I mean that's pretty I, much I, – I, I can only yeah. assume that, they, that, that, that that Bond movie took that inspiration from this book. Because it's yeah. pretty much the same two characters, and this this came out in the, this this book was written in the '70s, so I'm assuming this came out first. But yeah,
2: uh Diamonds Are Forever, which is maybe the worst Bond movie it, ever. Well, no, Casino Royale, the one with um.
4: I don't know. The
2: oh, I
0: that, have seen that. That's a great Con, movie.
4: Con, Con, Conn the new one or, or the
2: no, the
0: original.
4: No, wait, wait, wait! No, Connery's oh. last one with, with with Kim Basinger. That oh, oh that, that doesn't count know, again. Not, that's not dude. Never that's not canon. That was a remake of Thunderbolt That's
5: not canon. That's that wasn't because they made Sean
3: Connery come back and do that movie. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. dude,
2: it's it's a remake of Thunderball, and it's not it's. Well, not maybe cannon. I'm
3: thinking of Her Majesty's Secret Service, the one with um the different Bond, the guy that did the Bond for just the one. Oh, Wesen Wezen, Wezen,
4: That that was yeah
3: yeah. George Lazenby. Yeah, it was Casino Royale. I'm right. Yeah, George Lazenby, Casino Royale. I thought was the worst
2: one. But uh, no, wow, Woody and Allen Stoltz
0: was in. Oh, awesome. no, he was in Her
2: Majesty's Secret Service. That's it, Her, Her Majesty's Her, Her, Secret Her, Her- Service. There you go. All right. Oh, I like that one.
0: Well, well either way, shut West West up next time. I James Bond
2: brought
3: It's 18.99 cover price.
0: Mute button, dude.
3: Gotta love it. Yep. Fuck me.
6: Fantagraphics, <laughs> <laughs> Graphics,
3: eighteen ninety nine. It's uh what, like about two hundred pages the book?
0: I Roughly. Would say. Give or take, yeah. yeah.
3: But but really fantastic. And I can't it the uh, the other two are, are actually thicker than this one, and uh one is a World War One book, the other one I haven't even cracked open yet, it just came, so I I don't even know what that one's about, but uh Very conceptual. I am all about reading the next two very quickly because uh this was hella good. Yeah. yeah. You, you
0: awesome. know what what did it for me uh in addition to the gorgeous art was the whole uh jazz content of it.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know I I I like jazz but but I have to say a lot of the references were kind of lost on me. Like I'm I guess I would be like a jazz neophyte where I know some of the right. the, the the classic the like ones. you know I've I've tons of Coltrane and that stuff but I'm not like, you know, the, the stuff in this book I'm like it actually made me want to like kind of track some of it down because I'm like, oh, maybe this is good stuff. I, I don't, I wasn't that familiar with it though, but yeah.
0: yeah. But it was just the combination of the heavy drinking and the jazz and the uh, mostly nighttime scenes. In the, in the it just created it's this, like this,
3: this a complete disdain for his his family. And,
0: I know. Well, not my kids. And uh, it, it just created it, 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 And then she's right. just like,
3: "Oh, shut up, let's go." She's like, "Let's go, fuck." I'm yeah. like, "Nice." <laughs> like she's like she's like how was your day and he's like talking to tell about it. what a rough day and she's like i don't give a shit she's like let's go bang
0: honest to god yeah i uh, <laughs> but it just creates this this booze soaked uh, hipster kind of vibe to the story yeah. uh dripping in in shadows it was great it was uh, i'm so glad that fantagraphics has embarked on this because talk about a worthwhile endeavor just bringing Tardi's work Isn't over beautiful, uh, yeah, yeah
2: great yeah. reach sh- on the shelf yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Great great presentation. Good
0: the stuff. one thank you were talking you. about.
2: Thank you, thank you, Vince. For what? Yeah, you, you, if for it wasn't for you bringing it up, I would would have never ordered.
3: That's my this
0: damn game. job, isn't it? That's my job. No, so I, but reading, I
3: know you go yeah, from dance.
5: Yeah, I, I ain't
2: reading no Hulk books.
0: That's okay. You lost. You lost. Um the next one, the you are you are here is it you are here or you are there. You yeah, are there. I. Right. You are I'm there. Next. I like that more than uh with That's the one with the
3: green, right? The green cover.
0: Yes, yes, it's yeah. the the, the you are there is very conceptual. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot going on in it. Love it. Cool. They're all great. How could you say no? Cool. All right. Hey, this mess has been sponsored by mess. this. Yeah, well, beautiful mess yeah. has has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service DCBSERVICE.COM, where you, yes, you can get your books at huge discounts and your collectibles, anything you want in the previews, mostly anything you want in the previews is uh, heavily discounted they will save you money they will enable you to buy more of your favorite things so that's a plus plus. and check out the Summit City Comic Con www.summitcitycomiccon and in your travels oh this is going to be a hard one um, read Joe the Barbarian from Vertigo it's fantastic I was going to talk about that maybe for next week oh read, yeah. yeah Um read Dan Claus's Wilson from Drawn well, we and got Quarterly. Multiple picks now? I guess. I'm running. You got more you got for us. One more.
4: <sighs> Let me know if I should come back. Oh, okay.
0: Amazing Spider Man, number 630, with Bacalo, because it's fantastic. Bacalo. <laughs> it, it's sex on paper, and it will make your eyes glad that they're in your head. Okay. You betcha. Oh,
4: you looking for that pull quote. <laughs> no, if I
0: wanted a pull quote, I would use the one that I put on the forum today. I said, if Bacalo's black cat equals bliss then Bajalos lizard is Blissosaurus Erectus
2: <laughs> you have See that? no concept of how to write a poll quote I don't care I'm, I'm honest <laughs> I, <laughs> sh- <laughs> I, I
0: shoot from the gut Blissosaurus Erectus come on you get a Bliss cult thing. reference in there That's gold we've,
2: we've talked about it before uh, please read Razzle so Razzle. good the second trade second trade just came out and it's it's it is fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Bam. You betcha. Be
4: uh, read Echo. And oh, yeah. read The Marvels Project.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. Let's not forget about Mr. Epting. And there Brubaker. you go. And Brubaker.
3: Yes. And Um uh, Pre-order and then proceed to read in two months. Uh, Brightest Day, The Atom Special. Uh, written oh. by our buddy Jeff Lemire. Pencils by uh Mahmoud Azrar of Dynamo Five Fame.
0: Dynamo 5, yeah. Uh
3: terrific stuff. And um also, please, if you aren't already, goddamn catch up and, and join us when reading The Spirit, uh, which uh is oh. is unbelievably drawn by uh our boy Mr. Moritat uh Justin. It, it's 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 freakin tactic and uh, I can only hope that this is the uh the uh, start of of even bigger and better things for him because he deserves it. The dude is crazy talented
0: so mm-hmm. he jumped off the island of Dr. Moreau and into the spirits town <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think that was a good move for him, yeah, hey yeah,
2: I think he's loving it too
0: yeah yeah
3: oh Not and uh it. And, 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 oh one more because I know you're all gonna agree with me one shot. Coming out in previous this month, you got to get it, Officer Down.
0: Yes, Chris Burnham. Boom. Fuck. I agree with you totally.
2: I saw um, I saw I saw Burnham for like two seconds uh, this weekend, and it was uh, I was I was driving out from Free Comic Book Day, and uh, he runs up to my car, and uh, and I'm like, What are you up to, man? And he's like, Dude, dude. I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Is the Jim Woodring Free Comic Book Day issue in there? I was like. I I think so. He's like, okay, gotta go. So I mean, that's that's Burnham. He was nice. all over the all <laughs> over the Woodring book. Did you, you see that? That says Vince? to me,
0: I got I have it coming from DCBS. It's nice. yeah,
2: it's, it's beautiful. It's We oh, uh, it, it, uh, Weathercraft and other unusual yep. tales by Jim Woodring. It, if you're on Twitter, you can follow
3: us all uh, at uh, David is at David A Price. Vince is back.
1: Yeah. For
3: the third time. At, I was or so at Vince Bond, V I N C E B O N. Chris is available at C Niesman, N-E-S-E-M-A-N. And uh I'm available at Wood eighty three. And if you want to listen to or follow a fifth person, you can't go wrong with following uh Tony Harris. Because the dude oh is whack, a freaking dude and, up Twitter. And,
4: yeah, you're you're right. And uh,
2: he is senting it all on Twitter. He's, right he's like Chris at like 11:30 in
3: episodes that run long on our show after a few <laughs> few bourbons. Only yeah, another, he's like he does it for a few
0: hours straight.
4: Two yeah. two more creators: uh, Eric Larson, Eric oh, uh, Eric J David. Larson.
0: I love David so much.
4: And. And, in, and, and a writer who, uh, who, I know who has, who a, lot, say. has <laughs> a lot to say about, uh, especially about, uh, Piracy, on Mars. Uh, that's right, baby.
2: <laughs>
4: those are those are three people
2: that will that will bitch slap you with their honest opinions about this industry every yes. day on Twitter. But it's Love. like
3: Tony Harris. I've been following Tony Harris for a long time, yeah, he but like
4: awfully quiet until like last. Like, yeah, hey, all of a sudden
3: he discovered Twitter the other day, and he yeah. has just been going on tilt. Every night, like clockwork. In fact, probably while we're recording, he he let another few hundred crazy tweets out that I'm going to go and see <laughs> we, if I can read we
2: them. need. We need to get Tony Harris on the show.
0: Yeah, Sounds- I, th- I think that comes from a lot of things, but confidence in his ability and the fact that he's been drawing comics for a long time. So he can he can infuriate he as, real. right. He can infuriate as many people as he wants to, and he knows he's going to keep working.
3: That's what he said. Oh, he, he's, yeah. been doing, yeah. he's been doing. He's been doing. He said, "I, am going to speak like I want to speak because I'm good enough that I'm going to keep getting
2: jobs."
0: It's yeah. true, and it's true. Yeah, yeah but just, I mean, up and coming guys—they're going to, you know, they watch what they say. They don't want to piss off any writers or editors right. or anybody in the business. But Harris is just letting it all hang out. Yeah, it's it's you, you nice. Guys, you guys was saw there. the
2: uh, the uh, the project that uh, was announced that he's uh, that he's working on with uh, with Claymore. Yeah, him, him and Clay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a Whispering Skull.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. cannot uh, wait. Cool Beans. Thank you very much for being here with us this week. And you know what? Whether you like it or not, we're going to be back again next week. David, next. tell them where they can call if they want to want to leave a message.
4: They can uh, ring a ding over at 206-312-5239, email at letters at com. Uh, form, duppelpinvoltonspodcast.com or 11 eleveno'clockcomics.com and
0: we out. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for the Hasta beer, Carl. Yes, Carl. Thank you for the beer. <laughs> <laughs>